1: Welcome to Counter Charge, I'm Rob Van and in this episode we will continue our coverage from Friday at the U.S. Masters. In this episode, we chat with Jose Vega, Tom Anis, Jeff Radigan, and Sean Polka. So sit back and enjoy. We're here with Jose Vega, <laughs>
2: uh, but you're from the Waco, Texas area. Where exactly are you? Yeah, so I'm from Abilene, about two hours west from uh, Fort Worth. Uh, West Texas absolutely, and we would know you because we've seen you on YouTube videos with Matt Young, I think at some point in the past, yeah, remote past I mean maybe five years ago, exactly uh, used to uh, help Matt with a couple of hobby videos. sauce hobby right, right? Sauce. the hobby sauce youtube channel
1: that's right you're one of the last men standing from that group that's that's coming out to
2: uh this awesome event yeah um you're doing well, you know. Matt's still playing. We, we, we get together maybe once a week, you know, get some games. Uh, been uh, doing the Texas U- GTs this year. Absolutely. Um, didn't do too bad, actually. I'm like the first uh, um, on the bench. So, you know, somebody... So you're the did- first, first alternate to the soft team? Yeah, I was a second, but then I got moved out to first. So you're so. playing in the Masters this weekend. No, I'm not. I'm playing in the the Oh, so you, you played one short. Yeah, one short, dude. But I know it was, it was a good year. Um, lots of fun playing my undead. Right. Yeah.
1: Now, how long have you been playing undead? Because when we played last time, gosh, Shadow Slaughter maybe a few years ago, you were playing Herd, I think. Or yeah. Forces of Nature.
2: Yeah, started with, yeah, Forces of Nature, Herd, um, then the... When the Stampede changes came, um, just started playing Undead. You know, I've been right. uh, painting it slowly over a year and so, but, you know, it came up pretty good.
1: Yeah, and how? so you've been playing them for a little while. Yeah, how are you liking the Undead?
2: I, li- I like it. I like the power. I like the, you know, the speed, uh, the resilience. Uh, I like it that... I started playing when most people weren't playing it anymore. So Right. So, you yeah, know, it's, it's a good army. It has everything. Absolutely. Uh,
1: we we should comment. You're wearing a Detroit Tigers hat. Do you think you told me the story? You did, yeah. like, your residency in Detroit or something? Or?
2: Yeah, so I lived six years in Detroit uh, before I went to Texas. So, uh, yeah, Detroit Tigers, Detroit Pistons, those are my boys right there. Man. Do you like the Red Wings, too? Of course, and the Lions. Uh, it's hard to like the Lions sometimes, but I do. I do They're like getting them. better though. Yeah, Last yeah. year
1: they had a good year, yeah. but you're in
2: Texas, so yeah. Do you have to? Does that mean you have to root for the Cowboys? No, no, no way, man. I'm on all, all like Michigan team for me. Okay, for sure. Awesome. <laughs> what tournaments did you hit this year, Jose? So let's see. I, I went to
1: um, Bayou Bayou Battles Rick yeah. tournament down in Houston. That was yeah. earlier in the spring, right this year.
2: Yeah, it actually happened twice this year for whatever strange reasons, you know. Um, you, I, I, I think the dates got moved, so, you know, he it it counted twice for Masters qualifi- qualifiers. Um, then um, Alamo. Alamo, uh, hard to beat Alamo. Yeah. That's still
1: in November, right? And it's coming up again. Mm,
2: yeah, end of October, end of, end October. of November, okay. yeah. Ryan
1: um, Smith, great event.
2: Uh, Alamo's a great event. It's always great. Great venue, good beer, nice people. Right by the Riverwalk and all yeah. the
1: Alamo. There's a lot to culturally see down there. Yeah. It's a great, great time.
2: The flavor has changed
1: a little bit because we're well, not in the dive bar anymore. The, the whatever that was the
2: yeah that, that old place. It's now a hotel, I think, or something. It is. But not only that, but this the format of the tournament changed. So it's like a single elimination thing. So if you win every single game, you win the tournament. So People brought like real nasty lists, whereas prior years, like people will take like real laid back stuff to uh, Alamo, like this, like last year, it was yeah. like a blood fest, man. Like it, it How'd was you a, do? Let's see, I think I got knocked down on the second round, which was better than I expected, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, what else? Uh, I went to Lone Wolf, Long Wolf, absolutely, because uh, that's what, like a couple hours for you, yeah, it's just a couple of hours, just uh, the you know. the my favorite tournament. It's the first tournament I went it's to. great. It's
1: great. Uh, Mike Crox won a great great event.
2: He, he's all right. He's all right? Okay, all right. We, we'll we'll <laughs> no, downplay it. I mean, yeah, no. yeah I mean, yeah, God no, forbid Mike.
1: if you ever uh, praise Texas A&M, we'll never hear the end, you know.
2: Yeah, no, Yeah. that's uh, not a good thing to do. Um, <laughs> what else? I went to Oklahoma for... The Bison Brawl? Uh, for Bison. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I, I did uh, more tournaments last year. I just kind of made made a conscious effort to, to make it to more tournaments and it, it was a lot of fun. And you uh, still have the Samurai Showdown? Are you going to that? Yeah. So That's I'm, coming
1: up, right? A couple yeah. weeks? Dodgers
2: Dojo like coming up in September.
1: And in September, okay. Yeah, end, okay.
2: Of, end of September, I believe. And that's the one Matt's
1: going to, right? Matt Young is Matt
2: cool. is going to dodger he said. And we're we'll probably going together to the teams tournament. The Mark uh, Cox's tournament, tournament, you're right. Yeah.
1: That'll be a lot of fun.
2: Uh, yeah, lots of fun. Different to play like with a partner, but you know, I enjoy it. You just need to go with, you know, kinda laid back attitude and just, you know, have fun. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Lots of tournaments in the south, it keeps you busy. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well yeah, Texas's
1: got a ton of tournaments and you got the one in Oklahoma, That's and- right. Uh, King of Monsters in that's, Arkansas. Uh, yeah. There's lots of great, migrant yeah, events. That's right. What other events you got planned for
2: next year? You got any, like, out-of-region ones that you're thinking about going to? Uh, I I, get in, I stay in touch with a lot of the guys from, like, uh, South America and Spain, and i really love to just make it to that you know, Argentina, awesome. Buenos Aires, or Spain. The
1: Argentinians are great. Are, Spanish players are, are great. They yeah, They
2: are very good players. Like, uh, some people don't know them. I, I think they get to know them more now because – People play online a on lot. UB and stuff. Yeah, right. but uh, yeah, there are great communities really into the game, and you know, I, I you know, they're are great people. Yeah. So what about next year? You got any? Uh,
1: you plan to go to Spain?
2: Yeah. But that'd be amazing. I mean, that's like bucket list stuff. No, I, I don't know if it's happening next year, but you okay. know, one of these year for what sure. What
1: do you have on your list for next year? You got any other out of
2: region events here in the United States? Um, let me think. So I think I have everything planned till December beyond that you know i'm uh, i'm game for anything that you know are
1: you going for the masters team next year are you going to make the masters team next
2: year i don't know man it's hard to make it in the south like you know i think it's very competitive you know all around the us but uh, we just got some uh, a few guys that just came to came back to the scene in, in in the south and it just makes it so much difficult but yeah i'll be there grinding i'll, I'll You'll be there a, grinding on dead right i give it a shot with your undead, right? I'll ride my soft course. <laughs> hey. Best I can. That's Texas. What do you
1: got next for an army? You got something in mind that you're working on next behind the undead?
2: So I, I might go back to Dwarf there for a minute. Um, you know, for a, I, I worked a lot on some of my Dwarf on my display board, and I never took them to any tournaments. And they've been like collecting dust there. So I think this might be a good time to, to play them because they're, they're good with the formation and, you know, some. You know the, the the beast guys. You know, so yeah.
1: Well, there's a reason why there's eight dwarf players uh, out of 64. there is a reason. Yeah. There is a reason. One eighth of the tournament yeah. is
2: dwarf players. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, They're I mean, it's hard to. It's hard to. The, all the armor, the sho- some move. of the shooting and just the really great uh, characters. Yeah, they I mean.
2: just don't get to places very good, you know. Well, the yeah. Are you
1: looking and- forward to some of the changes like Ordered March where, you know, down the road where the where you're going to be able to do yeah. an at-the-double move with a yeah. pivot?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that'll help a lot. Also, the Raven guys, I think. The Frost uh, Claws. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean. What
1: are your thoughts on them? Do you think they're, I mean, you looked at the
2: stats. I mean, you, are you concerned about them? Um, n- uh, no, not really. I think... Um, my understanding is like, these changes are part of like, a kind of widespread attempt to make some units better in general, not necessarily a power creep. So I think uh, we need to wait until all the changes are out to kind of pass judgment on you know how things are looking. I, I, I do trust the RC to, to you know, do, yeah. do a good job with that.
1: Yeah. It's funny because, uh, you know, there has been some people that are, oh, it, the, the Frost Claws are so overpowered.
2: Right.
1: Is I haven't seen that come from any of the really good players. <laughs> it's a change. Yeah. But I don't know that we know yet. Well, I don't, I, I don't. I, my guess is that to your point, the, the RC did play test these things. Right. And so I think they're probably going to be fair. So it'll be, that'll be interesting. Proof is in the pudding, right? Well, yeah. get people will ring I around think the table. I
2: it, it's, it's kind of hard for new players to deal with flyers. So I, I couldn't understand Absolutely. how... That's a, that's, a great, so that's a great concerned. perspective.
1: Yeah, that's great. But you would bring up that, yeah, if there's yeah. a change, but now you've got this new flying unit, right. that's like doubly difficult for exactly. a new player to deal with.
2: Yes. But I think more experienced players are less scared by it. Um, so, well, oh, we'll see how it, how it goes, you know.
1: Any other changes? How about the Night Stalkers? Did you see anything there that was interesting?
2: I think they're, yeah, they're getting a lot of love, too. You know, uh, nice talkers, Northern Alliance. Uh, Absolutely. But, um, yeah, good, good armies. You know, you, we, we made a joke, like, uh, I'll be sprinkling snow effects on all my you know, units. You call no, them Northern uh, Alliance? Yeah, call it Northern Alliance. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be good, yeah. Uh, b- both of those armies are going to be very good, yeah. What do you think you're going to do this weekend? What's the plan? You're in best of the rest. Best of the rest.
1: Uh, but you're the best of the rest. So I mean, you you barely I mean, you barely miss the cut, so yeah. you should be playing in the Masters, but no, you're you're slumming down to the lower <laughs> tier
2: with with us chumps. Yeah, well, that's where I belong, man. So uh, also, it's a very tough uh, room. I mean, a lot of good people, right. uh, you know, uh, good players. So uh, no, just have fun, you know, play uh, maybe more laid back, um, you know, enjoy the the, the the opponents, enjoy the games. Uh, sh- show my army you know I-, I work real hard on it so i'm excited about showing it to people from out of my region and yeah, just have have a good time man absolutely command mantic companion what do you think you've been using it yeah i know i love it um it's an awesome app uh i think it's just um it's awesome to have the you know the changes kind of real time and um available for everybody um no i think it's great i love it Anything you would fix on it, or any improvements you'd make to it? Um, not really. I really like it the way it is. Um, I don't think um, I think it's a good deal. Personally, uh, I don't use, you know, the the. Kind you of only play Kings of War. Yeah, yeah. I only yeah. play Kings of War, so I don't have to pay for the premium, you know, fan. But I've, as, as far as you know, Kings of War goes, I think it's a great tool. I love it.
1: Yeah. Do you? 3D print, or you're not a 3D printer?
2: No, I I do have friends that 3D print. Uh, uh, You know, Ryan Smith prints. uh, Ryan Smith, that's an understatement. Yeah, that's a 3D printer.
1: Yeah, that guy's nuts.
2: Matt Young prints, uh, Troller prints, uh, Nathan Arnold prints. So, yeah, I I got a bunch of people who print on my cloth. Have you checked out the Mantic Vault at all and look at some some of the
1: models Uh, that are available?
2: I've seen it. I think they are like, I I think it's a great deal. It is. Um, Yeah. So if you you have a 3D printer, yeah, I mean, go for it. Or if your friends have 3D printers, it's it's a great deal. Um, But yeah, I I really love the new new stuff Mantic is uh, putting out, yeah. Undead. Yeah. Talking about their model range, what do they need? They need some new models? According to all the people I talk to, Undead is perfect, and they don't need anything else. They don't need anything else, so they're they're perfectly good with everything that's already there. But I don't know. What would you do? What would you change? Yeah, maybe update some of the old models. You know, I I think the zombies and ghouls are great. I mean, I I don't really love the round base they come. Well,
1: the integrated basing. Yeah, Yeah. because those are the first three armies, the the elves, the undead, and the dwarves came out. 12 years ago. Right. And they have those integrated bases, and it would be nice if they didn't have them. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then uh, some of the metal models, you know, the Soul Rivers, I think they could be upgraded a little bit. Maybe give them a little extra, you know, options, maybe different heads, uh, weapons. Absolutely. But not, uh, I think that'd be great. Well, I mean, your army's already big and painted, so you don't—you're not—you're not, you know, yeah. not going to be looking to add anything. Yeah, to Yeah, not really looking to add for anything, but um, I think you know, just kind of upgrading some of the old stuff. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe coming up some uh, raids, probably a good idea. Um, uh, but in in general, I think uh, it's a dead pretty line, nice looking army. Yeah, and that line is 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 solid. I
1: exactly. Yeah. What other armies are catching your eyes? Or anything else you're thinking? Ooh, I want to play this army.
2: Um. I mean, you said you were going back to Dwarves, but you already have a Dwarf army. Is there any new
1: armies that you're thinking about hobby-wise?
2: I want to complete my uh, Green Lady army a little bit. Um, uh, I love the the Centaurs and all that. They're also like a different, uh, difficult... uh, difficult minis to assembly, so... They, Unbelievably they need some, difficult. They, they made me cry once, so yeah. I mean, they're metal, right? And <laughs> They're metal. And they're little pieces of yeah, metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good one to update, especially uh, with uh, Centaur being so prevalent on and, and, and the night and all that. So yeah, yeah. I think that, that'd be good. Well, what do you think? Is there, What does
1: what Mantic... What is Jose Vega, what does Mantic need to do in the next year to just keep the game growing and improving?
2: From their end, I think just keep the the rule fresh and also kind of uh, on the simple side of things. I don't, I don't think needs, uh, things need to get overly complicated. I think part of the allure of the game is that it's, it has a lot of debt but it's relatively easy to learn. Keep coming up with great like new scopes, you know, new, new minis um, at you know affordable, affordable prices, and just you know the RC just you know to keep doing their thing, keep the the uh, game well balanced, which is what. Ultimately makes uh, this game so um, well. Shout out to Matt
1: Carmack, your text, your fellow Texan, yeah, yeah, on the RC. And yeah, you, I think you're right. You got to keep the game approachable right. and accessible because if you start making it too complicated, exactly. right? And you know, I think for the most part they've done a good job. But it's interesting. because I think one of the things that may hurt some of the casual players mm-hmm. is the fact that they are getting more updates. Exactly. On one hand, you need to uh, keep the the changes coming to keep the game fresh. But on the flip side, that's more that people have to take on and learn and adapt to. And
2: That is true. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, updates every so often, I think that's the way to go. I, I wouldn't want to get showered with updates, you know, every other week. Uh, but, yeah, I think keeping the, like you said, keeping the, the game fresh every so often, doing the updates, I mean, that, that makes sense.
1: Somebody somebody mentioned uh, earlier on the show, they said, you know, it'd be cool if they just knew. Cause the what was coming Mm -hmm. because you know we're gonna get at the end of the year we're gonna get a big update for a bunch of armies and then obviously during this year we got a night stalker refresh Mm -hmm. a northern alliance and then we're gonna get a whole new twilight king army and it would be nice and okay what in 2024 what's happening in q1 and q so people could kind of plan out what's what's coming
2: yeah i mean i don't know if everybody knows uh, how things are going to look like a year from now maybe just a few people you know, but a lot of these changes they need to be tested. Uh, sure, that, and, you know that's a very good point
1: that yeah. they, they, they didn't bring, You're absolutely right. Yeah. You don't know necessarily the impact of what you're looking at, right. and so by the time they're play tested, it's next year. Exactly. So it's hard. It's hard to predict. But you know, maybe at the very, maybe they just say, we know we're going to update this army exactly. next year, but and we that, don't know really know what it's going to be. Yeah,
2: and I think they've done a good job at uh, making sure people know. Hey, you know, this army is going to see major changes. You know. You know, don't invest too much in that because it's going to be different, you know, in a few months. I think Mantic has done a good job with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what else did we not cover? Hey, I don't know, man. Uh, when are we going to uh, get Matt
1: on this show? Come on, we need to get Matt at some point.
2: Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I always try to encourage him. I mean, he's like my main guy there for Kings of War. Um, he's getting back a little bit, you know. Uh, he's going he's to at get, nursing school, right, or something? He finished nursing school. He's he's working now. Um, and yeah we're getting him back for dojo and the the team tournament so yeah i mean he 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 should be back on the grind like uh on a a regular basis now awesome yeah Any other thing we didn't cover no man i think uh, we yeah we 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 caught all the bases here and I'm, i'm glad uh thanks for having me
1: oh man jose it's always a pleasure yes sir thank you sir us masters we're not even to, we're in day minus one yeah. we haven't even started yet yeah. and we've got every man's every man spy master tom manis and the guy everybody loves to hate right the guy that brings the complete filth jeff radigan the boogeyman it's
3: just deficient
1: it, well you know what if it works it <laughs> works right and we'll find out this weekend all right tom what's the under? is he winning this thing uh, I, I would take the field, but if I had to pick somebody, <laughs> you, you take any. There are sixty-three people because the the odds are yeah.
4: right.
5: I think Jeff. Uh, Jeff has some armies where if they roll hot, he's gonna have trouble, but yeah, um, funny. you know, I think he's gonna go five on one pretty easy, which math, you know, at Masters, not most Masters don't win all six games at least.
1: Right, I mean. Well, Keith Conroy didn't, right? He, he went five and one. Eric Troberts, Drew, and Drew, yeah, and Brad Drew, yeah. Uh, I think only uh, Alex Chavez went six and zero, as did Zorro. Patrick Allen yeah. in the first one, yeah. yeah Pat, Pat. Pat. And Pat then Adam, and of
5: course, last year, yeah, yeah. So, I, I think he's probably the favorite. I mean, there's no question
1: about that. First of all, what do you think of the venue? Oh, well, you've been here lots of times, right? You guys? Both? No, no, we've never been. So you've never been to Buggy Eater before. No, no, okay, nice place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's a lot of room. You don't have to like. You're dead. There's like tables to put your army. And yes,
3: that's key. That's absolutely key, especially because I have a very fragile army. So for me, trying to balance it on a chair next to the table would be, I, I wouldn't be thinking about the game. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs>
5: no, and I, you know, I love to hang out and drink beer and stuff, but I don't need to have it at
1: the tables. Well, there's. It doesn't bother me. There's the, the hospitality suites. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Now, you came up on the, be- you flew in. Yeah, I you, flew and in. Your and your army and came I in. I put be- my
3: army on the, the battle bus that, the, you know, Folks drove from Houston and picked up the Dallas guys. Now,
1: did your army suffer? We're going to talk about this, but did your army suffer the fate of some of the armies?
3: It did not. I, so I you're an, saying I you magnetized and built your army yep. correctly? Yep. And I had this giant bin I put it in, and so all of the, you know, the flying scorch wings, they vibrated a little bit, but right. uh, they didn't have anything to vibrate against, so they didn't break. So I was, I was pretty fortunate.
1: You are. And we, so we alluded to this. Are you guys dubbing it the battle bus? The battle, yeah. Somebody said the battle wagon, but I think it's battle bus is, is what we're going. Give about. us the story.
5: Well, Dustin, uh, as is as, as often the case, was the ringleader and got a bunch of guys around Houston to drive up with him, um, including Rick Coy and, and Tristan, um, his, uh, his new apprentice. Is he is he Dod? <laughs> he is Dod. Disciples yep. of Dustin. Yep. So Stephen. No, has, but
1: is Dustin a disciple of Dustin? How does that work?
5: Yeah. yeah Can he be in his own club? I don't. It's a little weird. I don't know. I, I guess he is. He's the leader of the Dod. <laughs> I, I don't pretend to understand. Jeff is. I think also in Dod. I
3: mean, I'll play Joe. under the banner, but don't ever say I'm a disciple of Dustin. <laughs> but you just want to play under the banner, don't have
5: to play
1: yeah. Dustin. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> that, yeah. So so anyway, so he uh, he and Rick Hoy rented a, a, a big. Uh, van I guess you'd call it. Yeah. And uh, just drove up from Houston, picked us up. We there's four guys in Dallas, so we left about
1: 5:30 from Dallas and we got in 3- And you picked 34. up what Randy Davis Randy, and Jose Vega. Jose. And you guys got those guys in Dallas? In Dallas, yeah. Yeah. Did I hear that Randy was late? Randy was late. Yes, he he
5: he got beat by the battle bus coming from Houston, and you can imagine Dustin was not very happy with this. Him. Is what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, we we were an hour and a half late because Randy forgot about rush hour traffic. So, oh my gosh! Uh, You're gonna learn today. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> he did.
1: <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, he did. How long
5: of a trip did you guys? Was it? I mean, it was nine hours from Dallas, but. It's Houston's what four hours? Yeah, so,
3: so it's thirteen for the folks from from Houston.
5: Rick said he'd been on the bus for fifteen
1: hours by the time we got here. So how you. did it work? Did did they, Rick and Dustin get the van? The, yeah, Rick the got the
3: van and then drove over to Dustin's place. Okay, because yeah, Dustin up.
1: doesn't live in Houston, right? He's out the outskirts somewhere in the boonies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The struggle shack. The struggle it's like shack. when I see when I, when I hear struggle shack, I think of like some kind of like desolate. I don't know, it's like tumbleweeds, and like this building in the middle, like this outhouse in the middle of you're nowhere. Not far off. You're not I mean, far off. I okay. mean,
3: it is pretty pretty barren out there. He, so he's, he's, you know, west side of Houston, which is an hour and a half from me, and I'm on the southeast side, right? Oh, just my because gosh. Because there's such a sprawl. And uh, when you go out there, you, you feel like you're leaving civilization for a little while. Yeah, like so I said,
6: is, is Houston as bad, as they say, to get around? I've heard that it's just, like, the worst city to try to drive in.
3: I mean, it's easy to get around. It just takes forever because it's really okay. spread out, right? Like I said, Dustin's, you know, just outside of Houston and an hour and a half away from me, and I still live in the city limits, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: You think he, he's either playing Kings of War back there or he's cooking meth, so. <laughs>
6: oh, yeah. There's not a whole lot
1: of different options there.
6: <laughs> right. Flipping tires. Flipping on the tires, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. yep heavy metal music. Well, what do you guys think of the Masters, the field this year? What do you you think, Jeff? What are your thoughts?
3: Oh, you know, I think there's a lot of good players here. Um, And and I I think uh, maybe Britain was the first one that said it's a a or Jeremy said it's a third, a third, a third. A third of the people I think could win it. A third are in the middle and are good players and a third of the folks, you know, they're they're here and they're happy to be here. But uh, I don't think they'll threaten uh, taking it home. With it's interesting because
1: my observation is that there, we always have we we do have mercs from time to time. Some of your, these mercs that are showing up are really good players. They're just maybe over the history they haven't played in enough events to actually make the team. They're still good quality players, so I, it won't surprise me if if we if some of these first timers catch some people out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And last year, Sean Polka. Another one, a pair, right? Great, great example.
5: I mean, and he, I don't know what his record was, but he was right up there at the end. So each region is filling out. Like they can go 15 deep now or, you know, 10 deep, 15 deep where right. before they didn't even have enough people. So if one or two dropped out. So that's, that's what I notice is there's a lot of new names. You know whose name's
1: not on the list? Hey, mine. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Duvall.
4: <laughs>
1: he was on the list and then they redacted it. So I don't know, he, they withdrew it. Yeah, yeah. Well, redaction. He here in spirit. He's here in spirit. And I am. His I am, face I'm, is here. I mean, you're, right.
6: Yeah, you're just gonna feel me on your shoulder all all weekend. Tom, just just whispering. Yep. You gotta let me know anything of interest that I must know. You'll have to uh, uh, send me the deets. I gotta I gotta know the drama. I'll get y'all. Any yeah, the, any the drama. Any tea that's going on, you gotta
5: let me know. <laughs> but no, I mean we're missing a few big, heavy hitters like Corey Reynolds
1: and Keith Con. Some of the East Coast and mid Atlantic guys. Yeah,
6: exactly. Yeah. But
1: you know, this is the name I'm gonna throw out: Sean Troy. That's the guy, that dark horse. Because, like, I've been beat bad by the best people in the country, mm-hmm. but I haven't been beat like that. I mean, my mom doesn't even beat me like that. And he <laughs> I don't just, know him. where's he from? Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. And he only plays. His only two partners is Jason Burr. And Adam Ballard. That's the only two people he plays with, and when he, the, plays, that, the, he wins. Right? And he wins. Yeah, and he won Bug Eater, not this year. I guess it would have been the year before. So, good player. Yeah. So,
6: uh, yeah, here's, it's pretty good competition to play against. Yeah,
5: yeah. that's not bad. Uh, so, an article I was meaning to write for Dash Twenty Eight that I just didn't have time to do was the Masters anti-meta for this year, and that's if you look like historically the armies that have won. It's not the most popular armies. It's it's orcs. It's herd. You know. Um, I guess undead and night nightstalkers were meta, but uh, twilight kin. Eh, you could argue that, but right. but oftentimes it's a, a really good faction that nobody's playing that comes out of nowhere. Um, so this year, if you think about it, I I kind of said okay, the armies where three or, or fewer people are playing the army who has a really good list and is a really good player. That's Sean Troy with Ratkin. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Nathan Clevenger with Night Stalkers. He's been like, playing good. There's only like three Night Stalkers here, and his list is so weird, like it's anti-meta. He was he was one of the last
1: uh, top tables. And he didn't do as well as he wanted at Kings of Memphis 3 just a couple weeks ago, so I'm sure so, he has some a, an axe to grind. Yeah. I'm sure. Right. I uh, think he played John Green, and I think there was a Snake Eyes that was like, oh, devastating. Yeah. So, he, you know. Yeah. And then you have Dustin, you know, he's not, he's not
5: an empire of Dustin, <laughs> empire of dust is anti-meta. Well, that's one of here. my big,
6: you, you mentioned it, Tom. That's one of my big things is I think that that army is especially suited well against the field of what people would bring to the masters. I'm surprised that we're, we, we don't see more because I think that army is uh, fashioned in a, to be in a really good spot against what people are taking.
5: Yeah, definitely. It's great against dwarves and it's good against alpha strike. So those are like the two big archetypes you have to be good against. And and that is so. So that's just I, I would not be surprised if it's a really good player playing a faction that not very many people are taking that actually wins this weekend. So
1: interesting. What are your thoughts on the field, Jeff?
3: I don't know how much can I take credit for for warping it, right? Well, that's, I mean, there there is a few players,
1: there is a, there are a few players that have several or lots of scorched wings, but
3: yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I think that uh, I think there's a, a couple of good armies that could do well. It, it'll come down to some of the matchups. I, I think we've gotten to the point where some of the specific matchups between armies are are almost more about what mission are you playing, right? I, I was. I uh, fortunate enough to to share a uh, a car ride from the airport with my first round opponent Alex Chavez. Oh, you're
1: and playing Alex in the first round. I'm
3: playing Alex in the wow. first round. Wow. Okay. We'll get it over with, you
1: know, I mean it's like man, just pull the band-aid off. Yeah, <laughs> right? you might
3: as well, right? And and so he and I were talking on the way to the airport and and I think we kind of reached the same conclusion that, you know, there's a couple of missions that are really good for him, there's a couple that are really good for me and there's a, you know, a few in the middle. Absolutely. But uh, you know, one of us is likely starting on the back foot and so that'll that'll play into it.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited about the weekend, though. 110 players in a room, or in two rooms? Yeah, that's, that's.
3: I mean, this feels a lot like
1: New York felt, I think. I didn't uh, make New York. So I I, make, How big was the best of the event right, uh, at New York?
6: Low 40s, I think. Low 40s. Low so 40s. we're a
1: little bit bigger than that. A little bit bigger, but it was still
5: at 100 or yeah. r- about. A yeah. really big venue yeah. like this. You know,
1: tons of space to mingle yeah. and hang out, and so... I'm getting that vibe, which it's cool. Yeah, cool. well, one of the things I really like it. Like I said, I have not didn't go to the New York Masters, but you know, Adam and his team have like people coming into airports. You make a call. They they. I mean, they went and picked up Ben Stoddard and his buddy Johnny from the train station at like 5 a.m. or something this morning all the train
6: the- station people are coming in on the train. <laughs> they ca- 25, 25 hour train
1: ride and- wow johnny and ben yeah and a- <laughs> 25 <laughs> hours on the train to come over the rockies it was crazy dude
3: oh, adam's oh, really man, done a nice hilarious. job with the details
1: 100 percent. a really design. great job all of all organization of covered. Mm-hmm.
3: you know you're not really left with any questions you know, he's, he's put out a number of, of information. You know, I'll call it FAQ for lack of a better term mm-hmm. of like here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to do. And just, just really made it easy as a player. Because when you're traveling, right, I mean, you're worried about getting here on time. You're worried about taking care of your army. Yeah. It's real nice to just be able to show up and then everything is – there's direction, right? Even if you're not like, hey, this isn't my favorite thing, it's like there's an answer. And that's more important than it being perfect is just having an answer to all the, the players' questions. Yeah.
1: We've grown a lot. I was thinking, we, we, on the way up, me and I, I rode up. Obviously, I drove, but Kyle Poole was in the car. Yep. So, you know, with Kyle, you're going to talk for 10 hours in <laughs> <and> an 11-hour <laughs> we're drive. Gonna we're going to listen for 10 hours. We're going to listen for 10 hours. <laughs> and, 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 and poor Andy Patton, our new guy, he's in the back just snoring away. And uh, we were talking about, though, that were you at the first Masters? No. No, my first. Chicago? No, it was not. When did you start playing Kings of War? Uh, 2017. But it took me two years to Okay, climb. so you, you started with San Antonio? I started with uh, New York. What the hell, man? Yeah, I know. I, like, I was like one out for okay. two or two years. I mean, Todd Serpico made it. How the hell does he well, make it? That, that was the first year. Okay. okay. Was, it was my first year. <laughs> okay. All right. But, you know, it's just funny if you look back at the events. And, Jeremy, you can chime in here. But Jeremy, you wrote the first one, right?
6: No, Chicago was my first. Jesus Christ. Okay. I
1: got the wrong guests on. But, anyways, we, we've grown we a lot. It did every did a great job. Every year, every, well, you can still watch the ceremony where Todd stands up to win the best racking player and then gets told to sit down because he didn't win it. I will watch that. You will watch it. It's funny. Um, I'll have to put the link on the show notes. But, you know, we like, the first year, second year, we've grown. And, you know, I think, like, the New York Masters, the whole best of the wrestling, that was a thing that came out of that. Mm hmm. Chicago yeah, I think that
6: definitely was like a turning Chicago point, had
1: like the whole let 's hang out like they they brought in pizza on Saturday night and it was like well we 're going to make an effort to make it a place where we can hang out and each masters you know San Antonio has this cool downtown riverwalk Alamo you know mm-hmm. so and I think this one, if anything it's coordination like, yes. like they have the yes. details down and they have a support structure right yeah. now, having run the first masters, like I know how much work it is and they have 46 more players than I had. And, you know, they, you, everything, the scorekeeping, everything. They've got person for all of those things. So they have an well, I amazing. Adam,
6: you know, I was just going to say, Adam was smart to, to have, you know, he, choose not, he chose not to play. Travis is not, you know, you're going to take your local club and be like, okay, this year it's less about us playing and it's more about us making sure everyone, you know, everything is handled, the, all the, the details are filled. Right. And really focusing on, um, you know, making people uh, feel good about having gone out to like the middle of nowhere, you know, right. uh, to feel taken care of.
5: Well, they, I was going to say they have an amazing club here for how small the yeah. city is. I mean, yeah. you could not ask for a better support structure, I think, running something like this than
1: Adam had. It's a well-oiled machine with Tim Lonas and Russ Barnes and Grant Barnes. And we didn't even talk about, you know, Adam and Travis and Billy Henniger and Right. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So I am excited. It's is your a I never made it to Samurai Showdown, but is it run like this? Is it is it a world class A plus organizational, you know, two to it, the force? Well, it's Aaron Chapman, and he okay, uh, you know he, he Wait, where's Aaron? Why isn't he here? I don't know. I he's, he
5: did didn't he qualify? But did he qualify?
1: No. Okay, but he could have came for best of the rest. He could have came. Yeah. come he beaten up on some chumps, right? Like right, me. Right. I don't know. why I didn't come actually. I thought he was going to, but that's a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, but we we have a good showing. Texas has a good showing. Absolutely. I just had Jose on Yeah, Vega, and it's like, I don't know how you make the team in Texas because it's freaking deep.
3: That's yeah. a deep pool. You yeah. win two tournaments. That's how you I – mean, You got to win That's what two it tr- takes. I go in every year thinking, okay, which of these two am I going to have to win because – it, it, one's not good enough. No, we were we were kind
5: of laughing internally in the south that our our fifteenth alternate John Green won. Uh, won your tournament? Oh, yeah.
1: That's a pretty <laughs> good well, <number>. there's two <laughs> things that came out of that. First of all, yes, I was like, wow, well, wow, he didn't even make the team. The second one is all the recent complaining about um, all these. Oh, look at all these new stuff that they, they power creep. All the new stuff is so good, and then John comes with an abyssal army that's old that's as dirt, right? right? And he's like, yeah, well, watch this. Yeah, so it's not power creep. It's just out of
5: order. I think. Yeah, like it. Just wait for Clash Kings. Every army is going to get some awesome stuff, and I, yeah, I'm saying and that from a place it. of I know what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah. exactly. It. So it, it, you just have to understand the business strategy behind Mantic releasing armies out of order, and just wait a few months. Your army's going to get something awesome. So
3: as a power gamer, yeah, you. I mean, none, you are. You need a shirt. As a power gamer, none of the new releases make me want to change armies. Well, okay, right? and I this, think that's really the key. Is I don't think any of these things are. More broken or better than what's already in well what are the things so that's, that I, that's the yeah, my observation is
1: when I look at the feedback and where the people that are saying, oh my gosh oh my gosh Jose had a good point he said, well you know some of those things are flyers they're difficult for new players to deal with and so it's more impactful to them but the my observation is the people that know yeah. aren't the ones complaining about it no. like they know this is not a problem mm-hmm. right and and to your point I think it's just more about seeing the rest of the balance changes that are coming to kind of Everything, it'll all it'll all make sense when the blindfolds removed.
5: Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's not it's not power creep. I think people are using that incorrectly. It's not like everything hits on twos now, you know. It's it's the new units are archetypes that are already in the game. So,
6: yeah, I think most people when they when they lose to something that they know may be shaded to be too good, that's the first instinct, instinct. But I think become the best player, you should always go to your number one of, what did I do? That I could have done differently, right? Start there. Don't start at the well. This army's too good. That's why I lost. Start <laughs> start at the like. What what can I do to be a better player? Or what mistakes did I make? Or, and if you're unsure, ask the person who beat you. You know, like what what sh- what could I have done? You know, what is your army struggle against? If they're playing an army that just wrecks your face.
1: Yeah, but don't do that if you're like twelve and and ask Jeremy because it will make you cry.
6: <laughs> yeah, I will well, say there
5: is a stalker army where you take a bunch of the new uh, butcher ravagers i think they're called with the the shooting with uh, the the, the boomers basically yeah yeah. that plus some wind blast and uh shenanigans is, is pretty nasty i think so that that might be the one build that comes out of the the two recent releases that's
3: that super suppressive yeah, yeah. you got me but, licking my chops yeah. over here though potentially
6: <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> give that man any ideas he's no i just i just
3: <laughs> it, i don't think it does well against my armies so that's that's you know kind of my oh, point yeah, is yeah, yeah it might be pretty good against folks that don't know it but yeah no, nah, i'm not worried about it yeah
1: jeff what are some of the standout armies obviously you're one of the ones everybody's oh my gosh but what other armies are here that are like okay this that's an interesting list and i think it's got a chance
3: well, I would look at, you know, Jeff O'Neill's goblins are always, you know, very good, right? They, they well, John
1: they Green do. beat them, though. Yeah. So, well, technically, it was a winning draw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a goofy scenario that they'll tell you, but, yeah. okay.
3: But, but I, you right. know, Jeff gets some, some dice early, and it's just an uphill climb, right? That you can't really cover from uh, because it, it's a, a well designed army. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Jeffs, right? Jeff Shilkin's got the ogres, that
1: Ogre. The Ogre list is great. Did great at an Yeah. Um,
3: and and it's, it's a clear theme, right? He, he knows exactly what he's going to do with it. You know, I, the list I have to fight tomorrow with Alex is, is well-built, right? He's got a lot of layers. He knows what it does. He's got tools for, for all the various things he can do. Uh, and, you know, Tom and I just got done playing a game. His list is, is really well-constructed.
1: You're so. playing Dwarves. I am playing Dwarves. Do you have, do you have a Dwarf army? Uh, this weekend I do, yeah. Okay, somebody loaned you one. Yeah, Randy did. Okay. <laughs> Randy Davis. Yeah. So that makes up the fact that he was late. Because he loaned you an army. Yeah. Oh, he was cool with me, but yeah. Dustin, Dustin was okay, happy Dustin. with him. I, you see, like Dustin's like the one person you don't want. I, he's a teddy bear, but the reality is that's, I wouldn't want to get on Dustin's bad side. No, I would not either. But no. you were
3: making sure you didn't leave without him because yeah. he had your army. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He's got a
1: collateral. Yeah, I was vouching for Randy. So you mentioned yet. Jeff O'Neill, and, he, and uh, Alex has got a good look. Who else? What other armies?
3: I mean, Lex has always got a, a you know fun puzzle to figure That's out. That's another person
1: that doesn't get a lot of Lex Simon, right? We're talking yeah. about, yeah. And he's playing Baselian, I think?
3: Yep. Playing Alohi. Yeah, and so it's yeah. going to be
1: interesting because, <laughs> you know, I think, I don't know, outside of Texas, how many people know Lex? Right, Not very many. I mean, no. if you go to Lone Wolf, you know him, because he's always at the top there. But, but
3: inside of Texas, every oh, we all know him, right? Right. And, and yeah. But I mean, he's going to catch
1: some people out, I think. Yeah, I think so. He's a good player. Now, is he coming in with you guys, or what's... I mean, he didn't he, come He flew in uh, yesterday. So Nice.
5: But um, I had an interesting conversation with with Mike Grant the other day about player recognition, mm-hmm. and you know the same guys who have been on the scene for six years right. always get talked about. We all know their names because they're said a million times on Countercharge and other absolutely other venues. But you know, I think it takes two or three masters really of of people talking about you or your list being interesting to really break through the noise, unless unless you have a
1: microphone. But yeah, you know, no, I th- when they do like matchup casts all things equal they're going to pick the person they know like oh I know Jeff's a good player I'm going to right. pick him right. right and if you have some unknown person then you're not you're not going to And I do think the northeast and mid-atlantic
4: get
5: a little bit of short shrift just because you know you're in the southeast you come to our Texas tournament Absolutely. Well we don't like Apparently. the guys in the northeast right? No. no I don't. <laughs> hey that's my home that's Only my team Mercs. this weekend so <laughs> Are you a Merck
1: I am a Merc. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh yeah, I'm a northeast mark. I'm gonna do
6: my best. Uh, That's Corey fantastic. Reynolds or uh, Keith Conroy. Yeah, it's a bummer that a lot of some of their other. But you know. Oh yeah, Corey. Corey was messaging me last night, going, "Are are you hanging in there?" And I was like, "Are you?" And he's like, "No." And then we were just like, <laughs> <laughs> like commiserating with each other. So
1: yeah, it's a bummer that we we do have some key faces that are missing. Keith Conroy's is another one. Yeah, it's a it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. We all every year. There's I mean, Seattle was the same thing, right? I mean, it was a long flight and a long. Right, uh, everything for everybody. But... It was expensive, and so like, the cow pool didn't make it, right? Because mm-hmm. it just it wasn't in the cards. Right, um, right.
6: I mean, you mentioned you you bring up a good point, Tom, which is I'm really curious, and we mentioned it on the the matchup cast to see some to see how uh, now that we're entering a couple years into like the Nerdhammer guys, seeing how they do. You know that there is a lot of people in the Mid-Atlantic Northeast that aren't talked about as much either because they don't make it the Texas tournaments we make to so that when we're talking about armies that oh yeah I played against so-and-so right it's right. because you played against them so you have a sort of insight in, in, into their army and list so I think this that's going to be another one of the fun narratives to watch this weekend it's not just new players but players who maybe have been slowly and steadily building up momentum over the last year or two right maybe since like since pandemic on who have kind of begun to make a name for themselves in the scene to see how they, how their run of out.
5: Yeah. And I think the Kings of War community is still very open and welcoming and we, it's not like there's some clique of established no. veterans who are trying to keep
1: the new guys. Oh, no, I think at at it's the opposite. Yeah. I think veteran yeah. players want you to come and play yes. and learn and get better because we don't get better. You know, you guys don't get better if you just keep playing, you know, You know, if you keep beating the newbies, right? Like you don't, you're not gonna learn anything from that, as Eric would say. You know, winning just confirms your biases, right? Like, You gotta play some tough competition, and the only way you get the more, the
6: more good players you have, the the better it is for the scene, the health of the scene.
1: What we didn't know is that the trick for dojo was that. You send Tom out, the smiling guy, He's very <laughs> personable, PR. right? Because you know, back when we used to play dojo in the long, long way in the day, you're like, Oh, nobody wants to play dojo. Right. But that's changed. Yeah, you it guys has. have got
5: new players, so, new players, and some of the older ones have mellowed out a little bit. So yeah, I'm, I, the mouth of Sauron is how some people have referred to me. <laughs> I like that. You need a shirt. You need, yeah, need right. a shirt. <laughs> um, but no, you know, like with Dustin's a great example. He has nothing left to prove in this game, but his new yes. sort of source of pride
1: is he's basically created his own club. Dude, his, his, his reach is long. Yeah. so we got Bryce Clark out in Nashville, who's a terrific player, and he'll be here this weekend. Yep. And it's like, damn, yep. dude, Kevin. That, I, I don't know. Kevin Drury, yeah, know. another one um, uh, from from a forty k background. So yeah, it's crazy. But the disciples of Dustin, right? Like, there's yeah. so many of
5: them. And, and that that's that. Uh, phenomenon is across the country is like you know Jeff shilkin has got his group up in the mm-hmm. Midwest and you know all these different different crews bringing up their own players.
1: Um, well, I would say Dojo does the same thing. You guys have a lot of interesting players that are coming, you know, yeah, that you're bringing up. That they're not just the names, the Brad McKays that you that everybody's heard about, right, right, so. exactly.
6: But I think it's true, right? You you once you establish enough of a legacy for yourself, you start thinking about like what do you want to do to help grow your scene or grow your um, your area, right? You want to put energy into that. Like I joke about I'm bummed not being there, but I'm also happy that there's a, a bunch of players from my region who are going for the first time. You know what I mean? That's like really exciting to to think that, you know, you can grow just from yourself to having a more uh, robust area where there are other people within your community playing at a high level.
5: Yeah. And, and one person walks away as the master this weekend, but the other 63 walk away with just being... So jazzed about Kings of War and bring that back to their communities. And so yeah. the more people we're gonna have that have that experience, the better, I think, for the game. Absolutely.
3: So Yeah, and as it rotates from year to year, I think you'll just have more of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean the trick is it'll be interesting, you know, we, we it's like it's cool when you have venue, like like Omaha was really embraced it and I think their local scene is gonna get a nice shot in the arm. They already have a great club here, but it's only gonna build on that, right? Yeah, so, I so that's right. When are sure. we gonna have the masters back in
5: Texas? I don't know. He's right there.
1: Yeah. He's as soon as possible. He probably, he's probably <laughs> thinking about it. He's probably like, well, 2025, 2026. He said seven years. <laughs> seven years.
6: It's a lot of work. I mean, <laughs> I, people,
1: I, I don't want to run another one. They're like, it's not, nah, it's just, they're not. I mean,
5: they're oh, fun. Is,
6: uh, uh, is Cox over there?
1: Mark is here.
5: He yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who hasn't had it the West and the mid-atlantic in Kings of War
4: yeah yeah
1: yeah because yeah, uh, the first three in Warhammer it was mid-atlantic mid-atlantic because I held the first two in in North Carolina and then we held it in West Coast okay in Vegas which is interesting so really you know I mean like technically everybody's hosted at least once but you know mid-atlantic and uh, West Coast have not hosted it in Kings of and War Kings terms of War. and so we're waiting we're waiting on Jeremy I don't know they yeah, they're, they're, no,
6: they're, I, yeah. I think we're looking at Mid Atlantic next next year, and then the West after that. So
3: I wonder how many of us here actually went to one of those old game masters.
1: Not Grant me. Fetter, for sure, because he may have finished last. I can't remember.
3: There was <laughs> I have never went, but like I I,
1: I I I mean I listened to the old Warhammer podcast, and I would hear it.
3: I went yeah. to the one in Carolina back in 2014. Okay, yeah, before my five year hiatus from war gaming. Go ahead. Please. I
6: don't know. I've heard some horror stories from like Jeff Swan and all those guys of like the stuff that would go down. Well, like those, the Northeast like, guys the had a reputation,
1: oh, right? yeah. Just but like it's, really changed, it's changed, right? <laughs> it's, it's changed a little bit. The, 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 guys that are with us are not the same guys in all cases. Like, I don't,
6: I think in all of our masters, we've only ever had one legitimate Oh yeah. We had say, one cheater drama. Right? Yeah. yeah and cheer. that's it. But other than that, I can't think of any real fights or disagreements or, you know, other than that, I think we've had a pretty, you know, which speaks to the game. I think the system in the community,
1: what do you guys think about, though, some of the discussions we've had lately is, you know, uh, should we rotate the ma- – you know, what, what do you guys think about the location for the Masters? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to put running it on the same group of people
5: year after year. So I think you do need to, to switch it up as much as you can. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's fair to rotate it around. Selfishly, I'd like it to be
1: in DFW you know, all right, the time, cent- yeah. center of the country.
5: Which but- you bring up a good
1: point. It's a lot of work. And even if you were going to hold it in the same spot, it would probably like if if you held it in Texas, then Mark Cox is probably going to have to run it. Yeah, right. And at some point, you're like, okay, Mark, we get it. You're tired, right? (laughs) Right. So share share the love.
3: Yeah, I think the key though is for a region to put it someplace where you can have a lot of space like this, right? And and I know that. You know, it's easy when you get a gaming club that's real close, like the guys have in here or in Dallas, right? I, like, you know, for example, if if we held it again in the South, I can't imagine ever holding it in Houston. That would be a terrible idea, just because we don't have don't have the infrastructure out, or the people
1: no. to do it yet. Yeah. Nope. You got to have people to, to pull in the tables and put right. the mats out, and, right? Yeah. Create the terrain, yeah, and make the terrain, yeah. Well, I think one of the things that's helpful, I think, is the the the, the, the really successful masters. And they've all had different degrees of success. Are the ones that are put on by people that are already putting on big events around the country so they already have the terrain this isn't their first rodeo right yeah because that look it's tough if it's your first rodeo having done it where you're like I wasn't running a big event like and then you're like oh 64 players let's go so I
5: will say Jeff O'Neill came up to me uh, about a couple hours ago and he goes did you see he knows I'm playing a shooting army at this time he goes did you see the terrain and I said "Uh, no not yet he just fist bumped me (laughs)
1: Oh, so (laughs) I haven't really looked at the train very much. I don't know what he's thinking, uh, but is it player placed? No, it's
5: not. No, it's It's the
6: same per table. Oh, it's a map. That was what we voted on. It should be the same for everyone per round.
5: I think it's it's a set map per scenario.
1: Awesome. Yeah, everybody's gonna play.
3: It's all gonna be about the maps, right? I mean, you can look at. Eight pieces of terrain on a table, and say that's pretty sparse. But if they're in the right spot, that's yeah. it goes. It's from, all about shooting lanes. Yeah, yep. it goes from sparse yep. to really dense, real fast. And so, exactly, as the person who wants more terrain. Exactly, we'll yeah. have to see what the maps are. So.
5: Right, right.
3: So,
6: I think you bring up a good question, Rob. Though, is that there's cer- cer- certain things around master scheduling that there's no easy answer for. A lot of people on the outside is, well, why don't you just do this? Why don't you always and, hold it in Chicago or, or you know, I mean, somewhere yeah. You, you have central? Yeah. Exactly. You have eight regions with eight different chairs with eight different opinions on what we should do and how we should do it, and it's one of those things where you're trying to come to an agreement that uh, no agreement is going to be great for everyone, right? If we hold it at this time of year, people are going to be like, "Well, why can't we have it at that other time?" And then if you hold it at the other time, they're going to be like, "Well, February,
1: July discussion that we continually have. Yeah, we we had it in February for a long time, and then you know some people were like, "Well, man, I would really like to come, but I'm a teacher. I can't. I, I can't take off in February." Right, it's a yeah, so move this no really summer, and then when you move the summer, people are. This is my vacation time. So, it, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I just think the Masters organization is really
5: impressive. Um, you know how how lucky is Mantic to have fallen into this self-contained, you know, tur- uh, tournament scene. I think they were extremely lucky to to have that just basically
1: fall into their lap at the, the at the end of Warhammer. It makes it easy on them, right? Like in the U.K., they finally came to their senses, just gave the Clash of Kings to the community, right. let them run it. We don't do tournaments. Cool. You yeah. guys run it. Yeah. And it paid them dividends. They got 100 and what? What are they up to now, Jeremy? 140? I don't even uh, remember.
6: Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. He was, yes, in that range, yeah.
1: Is huge, though. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, really big. Masters, though, it's good, but like
1: we still have, each region is got its own idiosyncrasies right so like how do you score paragon well obviously the new york masters did it differently where they ranked everybody and that didn't you know some people don't like that because right. i don't want to be the 64th worst painter Yeah, you know? I and i, I, I get 50s, it yeah samurai I tried you the, that
3: and we yeah I'm, I'm happy aaron went way away from it because it, yeah. just...
1: it was a nice experiment it's like a performance review at your job i give them all the time i'm not ranking you against jim i'm ranking you against my standard Right. Right. And so it's okay if you both get meets expectations, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Right. Or needs improvement. As you know, if yeah. you're that low of a painter, then maybe maybe you need to work on something. Yeah. But, exactly.
5: Yeah. But you know, I don't know. This is masters. That it's important to get it right for paragraph scoring. Sure. But but I, I love masters because it's just pu- it's the it's purest battle. look into what is the game like on the actual table at this point in time.
6: Yeah. There's no disagreement on what the who the master is. Right. There's no. Uh, the The winner of Masters is the master. It's not the Paragon. It's it's uh, even though some people may go there to compete for that, we do, it is a tournament that we know the champion is the who is the best on the table that weekend.
5: Yeah, yeah, and it just makes it interesting.
1: And a lot of content. So this is your third Master.
5: This is my fourth. fourth. Okay. Yep. New York, Dallas, Dallas. Dallas. Seattle. Seattle and this year, and
1: out of those four, which one out of the three you've been to? Which one's the best? I, I always <laughs>
5: I do I do not have a great time even at Lone Wolf because it's so close to my house and the, and the <laughs> Lone Wolf venue was the Masters venue. Yeah, it's so close to my house that I have to go home and you, you know. can't talk your wife into <laughs> letting you get a room or what. Well, I probably could, but but you know, t- uh, yesterday was my tenth wedding anniversary. So how
6: did you manage that? Well. I
5: cleared it early home on
6: the Saturday night of tournaments. That's how, that's how yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Well, we're we're going to go
5: on a nice vacation next week. So, uh you and the family and my wife. Excellent.
1: Yeah. So, fantastic.
5: Uh but my favorite probably New York, just just because of yeah. the best of the rest. Um
1: it was, it was I remember the special. cool trophies, too, were pretty awesome.
6: Yes, anyway, they were. I, I, rem- I think he may have uh, had really high-caliber uh, opponents at New York Masters, <laughs> yeah. if, I remember,
1: <laughs> if I remember correctly. That's, yeah, yeah. Now, Jeff, which, which Masters have you been to? <laughs> this was <is> my third <laughs> one,
3: so I went to Dallas, Seattle, and then... Uh,
1: so this is your third one. one. Yep. Awesome. And what was your high point? What was the one that stood out to you? I mean, I guess it's between Dallas and
3: Seattle. I mean, Dallas was a little disappointing me uh you know I, I i told everybody i just stood in people's way i got three draws against great players and just stopped them from winning so i didn't feel like i really accomplished anything so yeah. i'd have to pick seattle since i went pretty well so
5: yeah yeah seattle's i mean it's hard to have a bad masters no it's every people. everyone i've been to has been great yeah. so um
1: yeah i don't know what's your favorite Rob? You can I've I've not been to New York, okay. so I have to rule that out. But I don't know. They've all been. They've all have their own little like perks. Like Nashville, none of us knew what the hell we were doing. And it's like, well, just you know, that that one was like, oh, I got to meet Jeremy Duvall and Rashad and Mark Cox and mm-hmm. Jesse Cornwell, like all these people. Adam Ballard, like these people I never knew before. They just show up. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And you know, it was fun. The second one was Chicago, you know, and that was the one where Grant. Well, you know what the fun part of the first one was, fun fact, you know, we switched venues. I don't know if you guys heard this story, but we had a person that was supposed to run an event for us in Atlanta. So I did some digging. I'm like, dude, you can't put 32 tables in this room, bro. Like, you can't fit it physically. And he just right. ghosted us. A cabal kind of formed oh, okay. in the southeast and was like, all right, well, we're moving this. And we had to take a hat out to pay for Aaron Chapman's ticket because, like, like, he had already bought a ticket to Atlanta. And we're like, we're not going to screw him. Oh, okay. So it was, it, was, it was a fun thanksgiving because it was in february back then Mm -hmm. so that was fun but then chicago was great you know chris Kapster ended up running grant set it up and kind of had other stuff come up and so chris another one runs lady the lake good Mm -hmm. tournament organizer it was well run we're organ you know well organized and for me it's like 10 hours so it wasn't too bad and then what we went to san antonio all right that's the one i'm just thinking through my head i like san antonio it was awesome because we were with each other the entire time and when we went out to eat, we're all going to Riverwalk, so we're all together. Right. And we got to do the Alamo, and it just—it uh, was just because it was in the old, the old Alamo um, venue, yeah. you know, the one that was so close. Being was just, being together—that's the in cross-pollination. That's, that's, that's the what
5: thing. master's all about, you know. I don't need to go out to dinner with <laughs> Jeff for the. 15th time, although we probably we, we're going tonight, but yeah, for sure.
6: <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Now, your well, other partner, though, John start.
5: Green, didn't come
1: because,
6: yeah, no, no, no steakhouse, tonight, no steakhouse, so. steakhouse, yeah. Right. <laughs> now,
1: one of these days, you got to come to Kings of Memphis because you know, John comes and he, he know. only comes one time and he wins the whole thing,
6: yeah.
5: I need to, I'll, I'll have one travel tournament this year, I got to pick which one it is, and Kings of Memphis might be it. So, might be, uh,
6: uh, uh, we got to get you out to California. I know, I also, Jeremy, yeah, we have already talked
1: about <laughs> it, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Who's your pick? Do you have a pick?
5: When I was on counter charge with Jeremy for the preview cast, I said Jeff uh O'Neill. Oh, Jeff O'Neill. Jeff O'Neill. Jeff O'Neill. I don't know what's been going on with him the past two masters. He he I think he's been disappointed with where he's finished, but his list is nasty as ever. I think he matches up well against Jeff Radigan. Um, I don't know. He, I don't Radigan so, disagrees, but,
1: okay. but, but Destin's <laughs> we'll prove think it maybe. Well, I mean he, he won <laughs> four games at Kings of Memphis, mm-hmm. but he like I said, it was the scenario, probably. Why yeah. I didn't beat Jeff. I, I think it's going to be a Jeff. Um, Jeff O'Neill, Jeff Ryan again, Jeff Shulkin, three three top contenders. So that's yeah. easy to say. It's going to be Jeff. It's going to be Jeff. Yeah. It's be Jeff. What about you? I mean, you're going to pick yourself, right? You got to. of course. You got to say I'm I'm the winner. I don't bring. An I know no it's like always like picking, picking Tom though. Myself, I mean. I, what's going on with that? No one's picking
5: know. Tom. I'm a merc. I'm playing a borrowed army. I get it. I get it. But I do think the the reason I took the list is I think it's really good into the meta that we're, that's showing up at it this uh, this event. So. Um, it's got its bad matchups, bad snares, but I think it. If I can not screw it up, it. Who's you playing well. in the first round? I am playing. Um, I forget his name, Jared McClure. I think he he's the guy who won best of the rest last year in Seattle, so he's playing Trident Realm. So yeah, but there was like twelve people.
4: Yeah, okay.
1: Because I played it in it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I was a ringer. Okay, so. well. So, oh, no, I mean I'm not disparaging. I'm just saying right, right. it's not the same as winning the best of the rest at New York, where there was 40 plus players. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true.
3: Let's just say Tom has a favorable. And, and, matchup and what, and
1: what Tom? The, I'm going to put Tom's words in his mouth, but <laughs> what he's really saying is. This guy wasn't good enough to make the Pacific Northwest. I thought you could anybody could make the Pacific Northwest team.
5: Uh, All you had to do is show up. I don't know. I'm not. I I, <laughs> he I lost not. to Tyler Schultz and Devin, uh, at Ma- uh, Devlin at a Devlin that Master. So Devlin, my Devlin. Yeah, last year. I lost to Devlin. Now yeah. Tyler
6: Tyler Schultz is like, okay, I get it. Devlin, that's a cross you got to bear for the rest of your life, my friend. <laughs> that's shame. <laughs> he, yeah, for yeah. shame.
5: Forgot. He did waiver like nine of my <laughs> ogre units uh, in one turn. Uh, it was pretty uh, pretty, you, pretty sad. But if you want like a Keith Conroy level dark horse pick, yeah, Marcelo, yeah, from the Mid Atlantic, he's rocking his he he's rocking his Green, Green Lady. Lady. Okay, so he's got I don't know his exact list, but it's a it's a lot of uh, Forsaken, a lot of Pegasus and unicorns. You know, as you do. Yeah, he he said something like he's won his last twenty seven games with it. I don't know who he's playing against, but I like that kind of confidence coming in, and I think it's it's the type of list that. <laughs> can do really well so if if you want uh keith conroy which you know i did call on this podcast uh so which i'll, I'll never let anyone forget uh no you
1: shouldn't <laughs> i you shouldn't but marcel is yeah. my I mean, same like way the, that jeff o'neill said that jason Britt was going to be dustin howard yeah so it, right. it happens from time to time yeah. yeah. marcel is my my dark horse that,
3: how about you jeff who's your dark horse oh tom took mine green Lady's one of my other armies and so i, I think his army is well suited to the field hmm uh, it's funny, though, you
1: were talking about different people that could win it. They're all from different regions. I think that's yeah. interesting mm-hmm. that it's not like just one, oh, it's got to be somebody from Texas or it's got to be somebody from Minnesota. I mean, there's good players all over the country.
5: No, I think that's right. I, unfortunately, and I say this as, as a non-South player this year, I, unless the Midwest takes it away from the South, the South going to do it again in battle. So uh, we're just very, very deep. But I, I'll be doing my best to knock them down if I get to play Jeff or Dustin or any of the other. We'll stuff see.
3: Guys. We got some. I, I people say new faces in quotes, but it's all the guys that I played Warhammer with, half a decade or you know, decade. They and were half good ago. back
1: then. They were good back then. And they're good
3: now. And they're good. That's now. what I'm saying. And so like, that's the key, right? Yeah, Is the they're, new faces are new to Kings of War. Yes, but these guys, these yeah, guys are not play. new
6: to miniature <laughs> war gaming, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's mm-hmm.
1: who, g- Give us some of those new faces. Who who are we talking about, Jeff?
3: Well, I mean, when when I first started playing Warhammer Fantasy, right? Jordan Braun was the best player in the game. Yeah. And so he's coming coming back to. Is he a work
1: Murk game. or what?
3: No, no, he's on the South team. He's on the South team this and year. So okay. you know, and one of his second region, opponents, I think. yeah, is, is Jesse Garrett, who's a great player. Yep. And then uh, you know, uh, Justin Robbins is one of the guys that plays with them all the time as well. And so just by the fact that he constantly plays Jordan and Jesse, he's got the reps in against. Their armies and and with his own right, so you know it's fresh faces, but I, I think it's if anything made the South team even stronger.
1: Well, it's it's like baseball, right? Like you, if your minor league team is really good and your benches right. are good, that's yep. going to make the big the big squad better.
6: Yeah, and
5: they knocked me out. They knocked John Green out,
1: and uh, yeah, so
5: they're they're yeah, sometimes like, it excellent takes, players. Like, uh,
6: if they come from a different game system, like I played Jesse Garrett two Lone Wolves ago, and you could tell it was like amazing miniature player just learning the game. So when you switch a game like that, it maybe takes you a little bit, but you're gonna catch up real fast to playing at that high level.
5: Yeah, and that's definitely happened with those guys.
3: Yeah, and it took me a couple years too. I mean, when I came back from from you know not having played for a while, it took a little bit of time, right? And I think you just have yeah. to accept that. It, you're gonna to have to learn the ins and outs. The biggest tip is don't play like Warhammer. Oh, yeah. No, it, I keep telling everybody that like, the there's
1: more different than the same. Yeah, Like, yeah, okay, we use D6s and we have ranks and flanks, but all the things you would do in Warhammer, if you did it here, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of my big advantages when I
5: started playing. I n- had never played Warhammer, yeah, and I played Basilea, which nobody had. There's no, there's no, no feel for it, you know. Yeah. So, so people are like, I don't even know what this does. And I was doing things they probably didn't think I would be doing based on. So you weren't you know, a savant. You were yeah. just lucky. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so, I don't know. Any other dark horses? Anybody come to mind? No. I mean, you brought
1: up Nathan Clevenger. He's he's always a, he's always there. He was my dark horse last year, and he's he was always he can't there. Can't be a dark
3: horse. He's, yeah, he's I, too well known. That's true. Yeah, I mean, he was my one loss last year. I mean, he's but he's, he's kind
1: of like you know what? You're right. He's kind of like Travis Tim though. He was always like right there, but not right. over the top. Right. Uh, or can't get to the top. If he, I mean Bryce Clark. He, Bryce Clark is. He's, he's uh, a dark horse. I mean that guy is really good, and I think I, I think he's playing abyssals. He is. He could catch some people out because. Well, I mean, it's like anywhere where you play players that you haven't seen before. They play, like him and Kevin Drury, they play like, some crazy stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like you see it for the first time, and you're like, oh, I didn't expect you to do that. Right. I don't play lists like, he doesn't play it like every other person plays that same army. He's got a really weird list. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it's supposed to be. Well, doing. that's what I mean, right? Like, you don't know, and, yeah. and you're going to play it the first time, and you're like, okay. I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he, I mean, he finished... In Seattle, was fourth? he was fourth? Yeah, he was fourth. So it four, may not so be nature. fair to call him a dark horse. Well, anyway. I mean, I think he's a dark horse in the sense that he, he hasn't been on. He, I mean, he's getting back to the game, too, but he doesn't come to a lot. I mean, the damn dude's canceled on me like every year. I don't think he's been to any of my tournaments. <laughs> he always, oh, I got work and stuff. So he cancels
6: on me.
5: He, he also has a real flamethrower, which he apparently torches gigantic red <laughs> ant piles on his, on his property. So. That sounds like a dust. As you
6: do, I guess. As you do. As, as, as you do.
5: Yeah.
1: If he's got a flamethrower, you know, you got to take him seriously. <laughs> exactly. Well, awesome, guys. I appreciate you guys coming in and chiming in. I can't wait to check out on you guys, you know, after he's 5-0 and old, going into game six to play, you know, Jeff O'Neill for the win. We yeah. can only hope. Yeah. Yeah. And, Tom, where do you think you're going to finish? I know he's confident. He thinks he's going to win it. Yeah. Where are you going to finish? Uh, Legitimately. What's your real – what's the real Tom Annis I think that I, I'm probably going to go four and two.
5: There's not a lot of lists that my lists are scared of, but there's some s- bad scenarios. And if I end up playing a great player like Jeff or Dustin, it's always a tough game. Did You, just,
1: you guys just played. Who won?
5: Jeff won. Turn seven. Yeah. Are oh, you saying it wouldn't have been turn seven? It wouldn't have been a, seven, have been a win for uh, him? No, no, it would have been. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're one-on-one one in that
3: matchup right now. See, I had, I had the advantage because I played him once before, and he tabled me on turn four. So, with his dwarves. With his dwarves. So I played significantly different this game. Than yeah. I the right. Time.
1: I should have, I should have kept that in my back <laughs> pocket.
4: We shouldn't have played.
1: it. You just showed your hand. Yeah. So now when you guys are playing like round three, you're gonna be like, my, yeah. But my goal is to go five and one. If I could do that, that would be. What'd awesome. you do last year? Four and two. And what'd you do in the previous three and three? I think. Yeah. Three and so, three.
5: so I got. So you've been moving year. up. So three. And my two. first year I was two and four. I was also playing brother Mark, but. Uh, it was two and four, three and three, four and two,
1: so you're I, moving in the right direction. If I can move up, but it's time. I mean, to draw a line even here. if you can do four and two again in this room, four, oh, and, yes, two four is fantastic. and two, four and two be great. Yeah, so. I mean, you just gotta get lucky. and get one like John Green, I think, said it best. You have the talent to get you to three or four wins, but there's gonna be that one game where you just need to fall your way, right, That's, to get you over the top, right? That is true.
5: Yeah. So, Jeff, what do you think? What are you gonna do?
1: Well,
3: you say he's going to win it, so I mean, how can I not say I'm going to go six and zero? Okay. I, I mean, you just have to embrace it, right? If, if you can't, you can't back off from. Yeah. If you're going to be the boogeyman, Jeff God doesn't have a problem it being it. the
1: boogeyman. No, That's, it's good. <laughs> you know, it's good. It, it's good when you have somebody that, that that it's sort of like that George O'Connell thing, where I like lean into the heel, right? right? Be the heel. You, yeah. yeah. You're just like go. Mm-hmm. I'm the boogeyman. Yep. You know, there is an intimidation factor when you play his list. You're like,
5: ah, oh, I had to play this list. It's intimidating. And, yeah, and you're just like, ah. Oh. And he doesn't play it like you think he should be playing it. Shh, don't tell so. him my secret. No, I'm, I'm no, not. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to hear this before anyway. That's right. They're not going to hear it until afterwards, after,
1: after they've been shot off the table. Right, right. So do you have a pick? This is the Masters. You know what? I'm going to go with Dustin because he's come close, and he's won Paragon at least once, I think. Yep. And he's been close many times. And what Jeremy said earlier, I've been playing Andy Patton, who's our local guy that's new. And they're just so damn good. They are good. Like they're so resilient, yeah. and they just—they take a punch. They're really strong just, army. And and like you think you got them, and then you don't. I have been on the 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 beating end of Dustin, and the fact that he's. It's almost like Dustin's been playing with his arm behind, you know, his arms tied behind his back, mm-hmm. one arm at least, and now like he's unrestrained. He's got his, he's got the Empire of Dustin again, right? And I know what you can do with them, and they're just they're fantastic army. The last time he played Empire of Dust, I think was in Chicago, and he came in second. So okay, that was one where Jeff O'Neill caught him off with a wind blast at the bottom of the turn to win the game. Right again, it's one of those situations where he didn't get the bottom of the turn. Right, right. like if it was reversed, he wouldn't have been able to do that. So. Again, I, I, I'm, well, let's be honest. It's hard to not pick Super Beast. It is.
3: Yeah. He's a great player.
1: Yeah. He, well, and he's a maniac. He's a maniac. <laughs> I mean, I, does anybody get more reps in than him? No. 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 Maybe Eric Trowbridge. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I will those say, are, Andy Patton, are, our local yeah. guy, though, he's getting like five or six games a week. Okay. Well, then and he's playing. Yeah, he, well, he works in the game store. Kyle Poole will show up at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm at the game store. Cool. I'm on my way. And they're playing real games. We need to get you to play him at some point. Yeah, kick his butt and teach, to. teach him, knock him down. He 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 always says like, "Who's the best player?" That's what I want to play. <laughs> well, I'm gonna put Jeff up against him. Let Jeff his <laughs> ass because that's how you get better, right? Oh, at the end yeah. of the day, that you don't get better by playing is. chumps like me. You gotta no, play the good
5: guys. No, you that's gotta play,
6: you gotta play against the best the best players in the world, and that's usually why it takes. Uh, very rarely, I think Sean was an exception, right? Even though he comes from a very competitive war machine scene, and he's coming playing out of the West, which we used to get a lot of crap, but. I think we are a legitimate region now. So you're saying it you're usually, not, you're
1: saying the West is not going to be the lowest performing region this year.
6: No, no, okay. no, no, no. I mean, uh, uh, we're not going to win, but we will be solid. Um, but we have a lot of, we have a lot of good players on our, uh, our team, you know, m- missing some of the the regulars, but it's going to be a, a solid team, you know, uh, Britain gives him. Britton's always really self-deprecating, but just listen to him talk on the Scrying Gems episodes, and that guy knows how to play the game. He really understands it. And I played... He used to be my main playing partner, and uh, I played, I've had the privilege to play against some of the best people in the world, and Britton is right up there. So he's playing a list he hasn't really played very much, but it's right. a very strange, unconventional list that no one has played at all in this meta. So you're going to go against him and see like tons of regiments of shooting Abyssal are shooting Obsidian Golems. And right. it's like, what? It's funny. Uh, it's very weird.
1: Blake Robertson had the best quote. He goes, Britain's going to Britain. That's what he's going to do.
6: <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay.
3: But he's found something. I mean, he's found something in Abyssal Bistledor. Yeah. There. But if you I told so.
6: me, he, if you told me he went four and two or five and one, I wouldn't be surprised by that because the skill is there. He's just one of those people maybe who doesn't get a chance to get as many games in, you know, being a dad and working and all those things. But when you talk about just player ability and ability to see the field and to think ahead, to me, uh, you know, he kind of flies under the radar a lot and people love his sort of hot takes, but those hot takes are coming from a a, a real, um, uh, you know, place of skill and ability. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him do well either.
1: Awesome. But well, guys, I know you guys are probably dying for dinner, yeah. so we appreciate you guys coming on, chatting with an hour, got an hour, and then we'll have to catch on when you, like I said, he's five and zero going to play Jeff O'Neill on the top yeah, table. Absolutely, we'll have to get we'll check get the, in, get the check in. So, guys, thanks very much. Yeah. Friday evening before the U.S. Masters, we're with the Paragon from last year, Sean Polka. What's up, buddy? Not
7: too much. You got a new army? I do. Yeah, I uh, brought forces of nature this year.
1: Why the change? Did you just want something new? i got to do a new army every year. I mean... Are they... Was it Twilight King that you were playing last year? What was it?
7: Okay. I, I did Twilight Kin. I did uh, the Alice in Wonderland army. Exactly. Now, is Twilight King allowed this year? Or what's the... No, they aren't. So Okay, the, the so that's part of it. Re- yeah, the official list doesn't release, I think, until October or November. Okay. Okay. So
1: Interesting. Uh. Yeah, because I guess they're kind of in, in a holding pattern until the new army comes out. Yeah. But that's okay. you got a chance to 3D print something new, right? And paint?
7: That's true. Yeah. Um, so back uh, before Riddle of Steel, uh, which is a SoCal tournament that I highly recommend, the LA area because it's, it's got it's at Scott's house, right? Yeah, it's at Scott's yeah. house. For that one, uh, a, one of the other Reno guys, Zach, and I, we built the exact same army. We printed all the exact same stuff, and then I printed, I, I painted a springtime nature army, and he print, uh, painted an autumn one. That's cool. And it was it was really neat to have them sitting next to each other, and people could walk up and be like, oh, those are oh, there's four greater elementals, but two of them are in reds and oranges, and two of them are in these greens and yellows and blues. That's and cool. So uh, it, was, it was really, really neat. What's in your list? Uh, so I went with a, uh, a scouting forces of nature list. So I have uh, the three hordes of forest shamblers, two hordes of hunters of the wild, uh, two greater heirs, two beasts, uh, Kapoko, Kiris, and a druid. Uh, and the Wilt Father. Yeah. So about half the list scouts. Um, That's fun. Yeah, it's, it's. I look forward to playing some people who are not going to be prepared for half of my army to be on the half mark of the board uh, turn one. Turn zero. Yeah, yeah, well,
1: right. In turn one, they're charging you. Depending, you know, yeah, depending on who gets the first turn. Yep. Yeah, you're gonna have some charges.
7: So, and and it it kind of uh, I wanted to deal. I wanted to play the Greater Airs, but I also wanted to deal with the possibility of other people having counters to the Greater Airs, which are Cav and Flyers and some things mm-hmm. like that, by having an army that has a lot of Phalanx. So you're, well, Phalanx is great. Yeah, it's it's with all the the flyers
1: and stuff that's been coming out of the woodwork. It's like, this is, <laughs> we've seen, I mean, there's a lot of failings here. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if there's a lot, but there, there are some people that have put thought into that and put that in their army just to, just to counter some of the stuff they might see. How long have you been running this army?
7: Let's see, I took it, I know I took it to Refugees. Refugees right. so, Old World, Ben Stoddard's event, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took it to Riddle of Steel, and I took it to Rose City Rumble in Portland. So it probably Dan Wright's event. Is that right? Roast yes. City Rumble? Yeah. yeah. Also fantastic. Yeah, most of the, the Reno crew, we've all been flying in over the last day or two. And so um, Nick, Blake, myself, and Danny, we all arrived yesterday. Uh, and then, you know, hung out today. Got to uh, – two of them jumped into the uh, – The firefight tournament. Firefight yeah. Firefight tournament, yeah. Sounds like a fun time. And then Danny's been grinding games. I think he's on game two or three at this he point. He
1: played Eric Trowbridge earlier and – He's got a tough matchup tomorrow. He, he's playing Lex Simon. Man, those are both tough armies. It's going to be interesting. To play. Oh, who you play tomorrow?
7: Uh, I'm playing, uh, uh, he's from the Northeast, uh, Neeson. Uh, I think he just dropped, actually. Oh. I think he just dropped. I'm
1: pretty sure he, he got some issue with Jonathan Neeson. You're talking about I think so. So if news to you, I think you're not playing him. Oh man. So it'll be they'll they'll call up the next uh, person who's already got a list submitted and just whoever it is. Your mind is exploding.
7: Yeah, no, I'm not I was uh, I have spent a significant amount of time thinking about how I'm gonna play into that match. Absolutely. His list is uh it's a Night Stalker sixteen drop list. Absolutely it's not easy. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, so interesting. They should be posting something soon because I think they just got off the phone. So i will be on the lookout.
7: Okay, yeah. I'll and I that think
1: uh, that the guys will be emailing you shortly. But hey, I'm glad I gave you an hour's notice so you can start thinking about what could be. And there's a there's a substantial turnout for best of the rest. It's yeah, 46. Awesome. Yeah, we had a few drops. We were over 50, but it's still at 46, and then 64. For, I mean, that's 110 players. That's it's a good turnout. What do you think of the venue? You've been to a bunch of the. I'm, was Seattle your first?
7: Uh, Seattle was my first Masters, um, but I, I've, I did a lot of tournaments in, for, like, Warhammer Fantasy, yeah. War Machine, uh, even Malifaux. Yeah, this is great. Like, there's a lot of space between the tables. Exactly. Uh, every, so there's basically two tables put together, and then there's a smaller table in between them for people's stuff. And then, like, in between, you know, you're not standing back-to-back with someone. There's a good... And every table you can get around the end to go to the other side if you need to. Unlike
1: some, some Masters or some events where there's, like, five tables in a row, and if you're in the middle, you got to walk
7: all the way around. Oh, yeah. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, um, you know, that's one of the things we've talked about with, like, either trying to get back into LVO in Vegas or uh, potentially hosting Masters there in the future is Vegas has some rules regarding how tables are put down uh, for conventions and things. Right. Like that. What What are the rules? I'm curious now. Uh, so you you have to have a certain amount of space between each table. That's uh, a positive thing, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm, you know, 100 percent behind having space. But uh, yeah, you can't you can't have too many tables next to each other either. So it's it's actually kind of what we have here, but you know, it's like it's like a bunch of groups
1: of tab- two tables grouped together around a central table. It's weird. It's like pockets of two. And then there's just a bunch of them.
7: It's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be great.
1: And the venue is, you know, the air conditioning is good and yeah, everything about it is great. Uh, from a venue standpoint, I'm, yeah, it was great when they won the bid. Cause I mean, I've been to Bug Eater several times and it's, it's just, there's so much room. Like in other events, you're like, where am I going to put my army? Oh, I've got to put it under the table. Let's hope nobody steps on it. None of that. There's tables and stuff for people to put their stuff, right? And, you know, if we need more tables, great. There's more tables.
7: Yeah. Yeah. I saw um, Adam dragging in another table earlier. So Exactly. And they'll bring more in as needed, right? So. Because he was dragging a table in for another table to put trophies on because there are so many trophies. Yeah. We're on the- cool. Like uh, they got like swords and they got. Yeah. The, yeah. They, it's one of the things we were talking about. You obviously
1: only been to, this will be your second Masters, but every year we've had Masters, you know, Nashville and San Antonio and Chicago, all these events. Every year they build on it, and it's like, it's fun because this one is going to be better, should be better than the rest, right? And the next, and next should be better than this one, and they just, it's great. I mean, and you mentioned the, the prize support, or the trophies, they're cool, man. Yeah. Engraved swords and gauntlets and, yeah, sextants and all kinds of crazy stuff.
7: Well, it's so it's funny with the swords. So Ben, with Refugees, has a sword yeah, for, Absolutely, for best. Uh, Riddle last year had a helmet. And so we we've been joking because we you know that's it's basically a straight line between the, uh, those two tournaments and us that we need to we need to have a shield. Oh,
1: you should in Reno. Just that would be amazing. Then you have the the suit of armor kind of thing. You know, you're completely set.
7: Yeah. And so you, if you if you win the trifecta, uh, you have to show up at your next tournament with them. That would be amazing. So we're uh, I, I, I can't make any promises, but. I may or may not have a woodworking shop in my garage. That oh my might god. Be spinning it,
1: it's too. funny you say that cuz there used to be a tournament in Wisconsin called Wapaka and I won a full-size corn shield that the guy the guy did take it with the steam and he made the thing and he molded it. You know, Ugh. it was it was crazy. And but like but to be honest with you that's probably my prized possession. Like that's the best thing I've ever won in my life. Mm. You give him something like that and it's like, "Oh, okay.
7: Now your event is like, yeah, you got to go there to win this." Yeah, it's it's great. I I'm super happy with everything I've seen here. Uh, like huge shout out to Adam.
1: Just what do you think? organizationally? It seems like everything's on point. We've got answers for all the questions and the, you know, there's, there's plenty of people helping. There's no like role ambiguity Every Like their team, everybody knows who this game, I mean, you haven't, have you used the, I mean, you obviously touched the tabletop score software to submit lists and whatnot, but I mean that stuff, i just used it at an event two weeks ago. It's sweet. Yeah. Right. And it's, I'm looking forward to another event that has no
7: paper. Yeah, that might be something we look fo- to uh, for Reno uh, for our tournament. The, the good
1: thing about it is completely customizable. So no matter what scoring system you want to use, it'll it'll You have to take the time. You got to put it in the system. I have a scoring system with a, no attrition, no kill points. It's just all bonus and scenario. Huh. Cool. You put it in the system. You tell it what information you want to collect from the players. It does it, nice. and it calculates. You hit the button, and it calculates all the awards. But it was several weeks of work on my end just to make you know put all the stuff in, get four or five friends together. Let's run through a let's run through the a, a fake event, make sure my scoring. Now once it's in there, I just go counter chart scoring, and it now it's in. I don't have to I don't have to redo it next year. It's it's in the system. But it's a, it was a lot of work up front, but it's great. I mean, and you know everybody being able to submit their lists. In a dream world, the companion would do this, right? But that's not their core competency, and you can tell from the companion app they don't run tournaments.
7: You know, and it's funny because I do love the new Companion app.
1: Oh, let me ask you about that. What do you think about it? I mean, obviously so you love it.
7: I love it. I, I, I mean, a part of me does wish that it was just an app as opposed to the website. Um, like Offline something. capability. Right. Yeah. You download it. Yeah, something so that, because there are times you go somewhere where there's just no Wi-Fi.
1: Well, Ben Stoddard and, and Johnny were on a train. They're like, I don't have internet access. I can't build a list. Yeah. you got to have internet access to build the list.
7: So that would be maybe one thing. I know that's a I mean that's a huge step in technical competency, but um it'd be nice to see. Uh that being said, I love that they can do live updates now because with I mean they put out the Berranger yesterday, um the Northern Alliance, the updates mm-hmm. to Nightstalker, like mm-hmm. those kind of things are it's just it's really nice to have that schedule um where it's not a year between releases. So Especially with, with a lot of the updates coming out and us seeing, being like, oh, this is, this is a great little change. Not even a big change. Just something small that makes a unit more viable or more attractive to take on the table.
1: We were talking about this earlier. You know, we're getting the comments on Facebook, oh, it's power creep. It's... You, you, might see, you might think that. But it's not, and, and the reality is once I think once the whole once the rest of the balance changes come through it's going to be obvious and the other thing that I, that i have, i've said a couple times, my observation is the really good players aren't complaining about it right because it, they they were the ones that play tested it, they know it's not it's going to be fine long term, but you know some of the newer players that maybe where things like flyers are already difficult to you know I'm a new player, but god it's it's hard yeah, I get it, and now there's you know, new flyers and new you know, new tools and you got to learn it. It's, I, I can understand it can be overwhelming, but
7: have faith that the world, the, the folks tested it. It's it's going to be fine. Well, and coming from other games, especially coming from...
1: Uh, Were you a Warm Hordes player?
7: I, I was, so I, I started okay. with Fantasy, uh, played Warm Hordes, uh, played X-Wing, I played Malifaux. If it's a tabletop miniatures game, I probably played it and I've been side-eyeing crisis protocol and side-eyeing mm-hmm. the new star wars one like so yes uh honestly actually my favorite for a while was guild ball uh yeah if that ever
1: seen forge games yeah
7: oh man oh i loved i loved
1: do you play their new game though the the i don't know what's called what's it called it, it's it's like a moba inspired thing where they you get like oh, i'll think of it oh it's like a board
7: game and uh, no, i haven't picked that one i do i do play a lot of board games uh, which uh, a, a whole bunch of us in Reno have been playing the Dune Imperium game, board game for that. It's fun. Ooh, who know Who makes that one? So good. Uh, I would have to look that up, but um, it is. It, it's just. It's a very tight game. It's very well written. Um, How many players does it support? So it supports four right now. They're coming out with an expansion to add two more players. Yeah, coming out with an expansion to add two more. The de- the uh, I guess dev or mm-hmm. designer or whatnot is. On the the forums And so he has written That the next expansion That's awesome Six It says Yeah Is it based on the movie So it's I mean the movie, the new.
1: I mean the movies are the books, yeah, right? Yeah,
7: Villanova movies did a fantastic. Oh, one. I love like, so,
1: okay. I was a kid of the '80s. I watched the movie with Stingy, and it was fine. But is it the books? Eh, it's sort yeah, of no, no. This but this is like hot. more on point.
7: Yes, and it was, he did a great job. He cut a few scenes that I was I kind of would have wanted to see, but like I also understand why because some of those scenes were very internal monologue kind of scenes. But yeah, yeah, the movie and. You know, I read those books as a kid, and, and I love science fiction. And we saw it, and then my wife, like, went and reread the f- book. And she's like, oh, my God, I can picture these scenes so much better now. And But, yeah, he d- I'm so looking forward to part two. He made a
1: great story, and he made a good movie.
7: Well, and I feel like it, uh, Villanova as a director yeah, it was a, an, an excellent choice because he manages to get those very heavy scenes in and then does the wide shots, which on Arrakis, on Noom, mm-hmm. on on, you know, when the Atreides are leaving the planet, their home planet and things like that, and you get those those beautiful shots and scenes with that music. And what you said, it's funny because I was talking with, I think I was talking with Brenton earlier, in some ways, you know, like army painting, to bring it back to King, mm-hmm. sometimes disrupting the flow and, and doing something different and going, oh, I'm doing, you know, night, I'm doing kin but I'm doing Alice in Wonderland, that went over very well. Um, but at the same time, Doing the the normal mode, the expected, the expected, but doing it to a very high standard and doing a very clean job with it, that can also. I mean, there's a reason why some of those colors are the standards. Like an Abyssal, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Abyssal Dwarf Army, done very well with those reds and blacks, mm-hmm. and that bronze, and you, you get some of that lava in there. It's just a gorgeous scheme. It's a color scheme that pops, and it just looks great. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's fun to see people doing different things, and then it's some fun to see people doing the norm, but to a standard that you might not see everywhere. Absolutely. Um, and that's, looking around, I mean, I'm seeing... I
1: Some great-looking armies.
7: Some great armies, both. Like, and
1: I'm sure you yeah, saw yeah. The, the Legends of Zelda army. Yes. It's, it's like, God, damn it, Ryan Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just... Uh, only, you gotta be nuts to to find the files and go in there and generate them and clean them up and do you know, that's like a whole other level of nuts. Well,
7: and there's uh, I'm gonna for, I'm gonna forget his name. It's one of the McClure brothers from uh, from
1: Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Who does a lot of 3D stuff. A
7: lot of 3D sculpting himself and his his Trident Realms that he sculpted. Yeah. You know, with the the crab placoderm. Absolutely. And so those are.
1: Now is it just him coming or is more than one McClure coming.
7: I think both the brothers are coming. So it's funny. I was helping Adam out earlier. I sorted all of the, uh, the little measuring sticks yeah. that have our names Those on. Those
1: are amazing, by the way. I love by, it.
7: By last name. Oh, yeah, they're great. But I sorted them by last name. And so there's, I think there's four or five groups that are the same last name. And, you know, if it's Smith, it's like, okay. Yeah, but if
1: it's weird, like McClure. It's McClure.
7: Yeah. There's a Monarch. There's, there's a few that I'm like, these have to be brothers. Blake Moores. Or father-son or exactly, something. Exactly, exactly. So, it's, it's really cool. I was, Yeah, it was great. It's fun sorting them because I saw all the names, and I was like, God, again, over 100 people. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I love to see it. Like, just so great. And it, like
1: Omaha, you know, it's like, it's the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, it's the middle of somewhere, but, but like, it's not a destination that a lot of us, a lot of, it's not a place a lot of people end up. Here we are congregating in, you know, in, in a high school which, you know, I'm a big fan of the venue. It's
7: a lot of space. High school. This is a, this is a campus. You know, it's funny because like, there's two gymnasiums, but you know, one's holding master's, one's holding best Yeah. If you combined those two and then doubled that, that's probably the size of my high school that I graduated from. Right. I, and this, and that's... Well, I think this high school has more than 2,000
1: students, is what I think I heard. Wow. It's it's it, yeah, it's huge, right? It's it's a huge, no. and, and for us, we have the luxury of uh, we're giving back to the school. Like it's a donation project where they're I don't know if it's the debate team or whatever, but you know there it's it, there's a positive impact that we're that they're, that we're making to the school, and the positive impact they're making for us. Is we have this great venue oh, yeah. that's well air conditioned, well spaced, no parking issues. You know, and everything kind of at the end, of the, and the net result is the big one is it brings the cost down. You flew in. Adam's team did a great job of picking people up at airports and getting people shuffled. I don't know if you if you Ubered it or if you had Adam come and get you, but like they, they did a great job of getting people.
7: Adam, uh, you know, he put out a Google form and then he had us all respond on when we were coming in um, and things like that. And so we, uh, I, Adam didn't pick me up. Uh, Eldon picked me up. Awesome. But, you know, there was a thing where it was like, Eldon... They have a whole coordinated thing. Yeah. And so uh, I, I was waiting on uh, K2. Ken? Yeah. Um, so Kenny Heisler from, uh,
1: the Pacific, uh, from the Northeast. Yep.
7: So he showed up and Eldon rolled right up, you know, and took a store hotel and it was great. And um, Eldon, I believe, is a
1: Uber driver. Like, yes. that's his job. So it was like, no problem, I can do this.
7: Yeah, we were actually mm-hmm. kind of, because it has Uber on his car. And so he came up and we were like, is that, is that for us? Is that him? And then he like yeah. waved us and we're like, oh, okay, I guess it is.
1: That's fantastic.
7: So, um, and he, uh, we went and grabbed pizzas for the firefight tournament earlier. Um, right. We went out with him and helped him bring those over and, uh, you that know. That's awesome. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's been. Every-
1: and we haven't even started the event
7: yet. Yeah, everything's been flowing very smoothly. So you're a huge 3D printer. I'm a moderate 3D printer. Moderate, you're not huge. You don't, you don't print a lot of stuff? I, I print a lot of stuff. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the Mantic Vault. I love it. I love it. I have printed uh, at this point. So, first of all, it's gotten me into an Armada. Right. Because the Basilean Armada ships are gorgeous pieces. They print well. I've printed uh, quite a few of the Hellstrikers for Rift Forge Orcs. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, for the, you know, I had, to, I had to move one around so it wasn't printing flat. But other than that, it's all printed very cleanly. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Soulflayers.
1: Yeah. That are off this month, yeah.
7: Yeah, I mean that's, it's just been it's been great, and I've printed a few firefight pieces for people locally. Um,
1: you're all resin, 100 percent, probably, right? Resin printing. Yeah.
7: Well, I, I have FDM as well, uh, but I mean, l- unless you're doing terrain or something big, it's you want the fidelity. Yeah, and and we have uh, we have some FDM printed terrain pieces, but our local store, the owner also has like eight or nine FDM printers because he buys broken ones and repairs them. <laughs> okay. Just for fun. And so all of our terrain at the store, he's just sat and printed out and uh, we, have a, we have a great selection. That's for, awesome. Which, you know, if the West hosts Master in the next few years, then maybe uh, people will get to see all that. Oh, I mean, I think it's in the cards at some point, right? I mean, the, the trick the trick about it is, is you know,
1: wh- whoever hosts the Masters, speaking from, I mean, I, I, we hosted the first one in, in Nashville. You got to have a core group of people that are willing to not play and say we're, we're going to I mean like Adam Ballard, Travis, Billy, all those guys said, "Look, we're not going to play this year. you know We're, we're going to make sure we have enough resources to run the event we want to run, and it's a, it's a commitment by a whole group of people. It takes an army, and you, you know, divide up that you know, division of labor and get the right people making terrain. and so yeah, oh. if you do all that, yeah, I think it's going to be and, and the West Coast, you got a lot of options. Would it be in Reno, maybe?
7: We, you know we've discussed that, and because I would think
1: the hotels would be cheaper, I would think.
7: So hotels are cheaper. Uh, We have a pretty good airport um, at at Reno Tahoe International. And then, you know, there's a lot of space. We have a a really nice convention center that just got redone a few years ago. Uh, And then, you know, another option is L.A. There's LAX right there. And there's some convention space real close. So I I think Brenton said potentially within walking.
1: Oh, yeah. They're like right around LAX. I used to live in California. And it's like right around LAX, there's tons of hotels. And they have conventions there now like various gaming strategic con and yeah so yep. th- the problem with that mo might be the price right like that's always a thing when you're going to a big city reno you, it's like if you do it in, you mentioned las vegas earlier you do it in vegas there's sort of a subsidy that's built in because they, they want you to come there you might be there for something else but they know you're going to put some dollars in the slot machine they know you're going to play some blackjack
4: right
7: yeah, we have we have three excellent options. The only problem with Vegas is we don't have anyone who's really local there.
1: Yeah, and it's really hard to run an event when when you don't have the core team there. It's hard it's hard to plan and run something right. remote because you're not gonna be there until closer to the event, right? Yeah.
7: Yeah. So that's I would I would love to do it uh, in Vegas, but I, I can see arguments for both Reno and LA as far as logistics. You know,
1: right now we've
7: always run most of the
1: big events are not in conventions. I mean there's that that option to maybe down the road to look at, you know, and depending on the timing, there are L- LVO for example. If you have somebody already handling the infrastructure and they they got tables for you, you just have to know, you know, okay, we just need to arrange terrain and sh- you know, there's that 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 possibility as well.
7: Yeah. That would that would be interesting, but like you said, it's all about timing. Yeah, LVOs in
1: the, the winter, right? And right now we're playing in July. Wait, we used to be in February, so it's not, like, it's not like it hasn't been done before. I mean.
7: Oh, really? I didn't know Masters of the Movement. Yeah,
1: we used to be in February. I ran I ran it in se- 2017, and we ran it in February in Nashville, and then we ran it in Chicago in February, and San Antonio in February, and New York in February. It wasn't until Dallas, n- nobody was ready to run it, but we did. We, but Mark Cox, who runs Lone Wolf, was able to, to run it the lone wolf and he was able to kind of him and Ryan Smith who runs Alamo kind of jumped in and jumped on it and so we switched to July now I think part of the reason to switch it was okay well we were running in February February February. there are people like teachers that can't that they can't get out of school in right. February so by moving it now you get some different people but the flip side is now we're in July now there's people that that's their family vacation time right. so now they can't come it wouldn't shock me at all if somebody makes a move to, to say hey maybe we should Push it back to February, right? It wouldn't surprise me.
7: You know, it's funny because my wife and I were planning a trip uh, overseas and we were talking about doing it in July and I'm like, Masters is in July, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna qualify.
1: So, well, your wife was was agreeable to to uh, amenable. Yes, so maybe we can push it.
7: Yes. So she she agreed to push it back, and so we were leaving in in August instead. But you know, there were there were some trade offs I had to make, some mea culpas. It's like a
1: bank, you know. You gotta put some money in the. You know, you gotta make some deposits.
7: Yeah, that's that's a relationship, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. So, what are you looking forward to this weekend?
7: Oh, I mean. Uh, well, I was kind of looking forward to playing Nissan to be honest, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to be the
1: bearer of bad news. I actually just heard it like maybe 30 minutes ago in passing oh. that we had a drop, so I was
7: like, oh. Uh, there, you know, it's, there's a lot of people that I only see when I travel. Uh, right. I mean, you. Absolutely. See. Uh, ben, you know, Ben Stoddard, we mentioned uh, before, I, I see him three times yeah. a year. He might come to your event, you go to his event. And now we have Masters together. Dan Wright's going to come in. I only see him for Rose City mm-hmm. Rumble, or if he comes down to us. You know, there's just there's a lot of people here that uh, like like Mike, Mike Rossi. You know, like he's good people and he's funny. He's funny, <laughs> and we we were playing board games last night and drinking, and having a good time. Absolutely. Um, but I'm not gonna see him outside of Masters because no. we live on opposite coasts. Absolutely.
1: And that's and you know he lives in the middle of nowhere, in New York. Past a certain point, I don't want to deal with that kind of snow, so I don't.
7: <laughs> we it's funny because we have had the most snow in Reno I've seen in. Decades uh, to the point where one of my buddies was skiing on the Fourth of July. Oh my gosh! He was up on the slopes. He was sending us pictures, and he's like, "It's starting to burn off, but I'm still up here. That's I'm still funny. getting the last few days in." What is the the absolute best weather in Reno? I mean, if you love skiing, then
1: the winter time.
7: The winter, yeah. You come in January, or February. Uh, it's going to be great. I'd say about well, February, March. Uh, if you want to go see Lake Tahoe and just hang out on the lake and everything like that, around June, July. Uh, you know, even with even with snow on the slopes, like right now, it is still great to go to Lake Tahoe. It's going to be warm out there. My wife and I went to, there was Shakespeare on the Lake. So you can go see a Shakespearean play that is backlit by Lake Tahoe.
1: That's pretty sweet.
7: It was gorgeous. We had a great time up there. Uh, you know, tons of events going on right now that you can go out. And then if you like nature, I mean... Snowshoeing is great, and so is just hiking. So any time of the year, you want to explore the mountains, they're there for you. Absolutely. Beautiful. They're Tahoe's right there. Sacramento's around the corner. You know, I mean, you can you can do so much around town um, without ever stepping foot in a casino. So, yeah. Uh, What's on your plate for next year? You got any big other out of town
1: events you want to try to hit? Is there anything on your on your bucket list that you're
7: I got the uh, Blake's especially keeps pushing me to go. Oh, Blake's lone nut.
1: Wolf. Oh yeah. Lone Wolf's great. Lone Wolf. But it, it, well, you didn't go to the Dallas masters. So, right. Yeah. So you haven't been to the lone wolf, done no, the lone wolf experience. Nope. It's great. It's a big event. A lot of players, I mean, a lot of South. You'd love it. Cause it's a lot of, I mean, you're a good painter. So you'd like that. It's a, it's
7: heavily soft score. You know, almost of Texas is right. It's yeah. A, oh yeah. There's some great painters that come out of, out of that region and then and same thing with like Lady of the Lake I've heard just yeah Chris Kapsner up in in Duluth yeah Um, it's just you know it's hard sometimes to travel that far out of region whereas we have like I said we have Rose City we have Riddle of Steel we have Refuge there's something to be said with just doing what's already in my
1: backyard right you know it's still traveling but you're not quite as far you know uh, and i
7: and i'm I'm a f- big fan of driving over flying hundred you know? percent why would you want to fly with an army if you can help it right, like, right. Yeah. i will, I will take an eight hour drive before I'll take a four hour flight if I can manage it
1: so. yes yeah there's a limit to where I, even I'll be like, okay, that's a little too far, but you know this was eleven hours I'm like, yeah, it's still worth it hundred uh, percent because you you're hauling all this stuff you know you, you, and it means a lot to you, and it's like you know I, I'm reading the horror stories from the people saying. You know, they won't let me on the plane with my own. I mean, I, I flew to Seattle last year, and it was like, I didn't even have an army. And I was like, ah, I don't know how people do it with with an army. Like, that's that's crazy.
7: Yeah, we drove to Seattle. That was a 14-hour drive. And uh, the three of us drove up carrying. Was it you, Nick, and Blake? Uh, it was myself, Nick, and Zach.
1: Zach, gotcha. And,
7: and then we brought. Oh, yeah, Blake's Blake doesn't army.
1: drive nowhere. No, no. <laughs> well, no Blake he's is, too cool for
7: that. Well, Blake goes to conventions all the time for his job. So yeah. he's he's used to just being on and off planes. But we, uh, yeah, we took his army and his display board up with us, and then for here, uh, Ben and I think uh, Johnny, Johnny, yeah, yeah, Ben Sauter and Johnny, they drove down to Salt Lake and then they took a train. Yeah, twenty-five hours. Twenty-five, and
1: it's, but you know, it sounds bad, but it doesn't. They just you just hang out on a thing for a day, right? And right, like, and you get to see the Rockies and yeah, and it's. I mean, if you don't want to drive, because oh, I mean, I don't know how far of a drive that would be. That would be something that's crazy, right, from St. Louis City to here. Well, I mean, it's it's 25 hours probably. Right. Well, I don't know cuz 25 hours probably include stops. But still,
7: nonetheless, like it's a long drive. Right. But I you know, uh, but he was able to bring, you know, his army and his display board and everything like that and he's like there's no concern about it. Like I just packed it away and put it yeah. in place and it wasn't a problem. And so a part of me is like, man, is that just is that the way? Like, is that really? Well,
1: like, I was thinking about, like, Adepticon and stuff next year. Like, Memphis to Chicago, the train goes right there. Yeah, it might take not, oh, 14 hours, but, like, maybe it's less. I mean, O'Hare to the convention center is not very far. True. So that might be the way. Instead of having to deal with the, I mean, the parking and all that, you just like, you don't have to mess with it. But I also don't have to mess with putting an army on an airplane.
7: True. Yeah, it would, it, I mean, a lot of it would come down to cost. A lot of it would come down to time. Um I'm I'm really lucky in that I get a lot of vacation time from my job. So like I took I took Wednesday through Tuesday off for this. Yeah, and you guys flew out Thursday. And we and I flew out Thursday. Yeah, that's so, nice. You know, that and then they didn't even blink. Like they were just like, Yep, sure, have fun. You know.
1: <laughs> that's fun. That's cool. That's 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 a luxury. That's a perk. It is.
7: I, I am very, very fortunate to have that. So but, you know. And and funny enough, my wife loves trains, so maybe that's an option in the future. Get a sleeper car. Try yeah, that'd be fun, her dude. To come with me and yeah, you
1: know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Reno, you'd have to go over the Rockies, right? It'd be amazing. So yeah, it'd be you know, it's an option. Who knows? Maybe we'll be out like some. Well, I don't know where we'll be next year, but somewhere out on the East Coast, and you you, you could see the country <laughs> from a car, from a train car. Yeah.
7: Take a take a few books. With- now where's Zach this week? He's not here. He's not. He uh, he's been focusing on firefight, and so he didn't really want to come just for kings. So, well, he could have came and played firefight. Yeah, I, I don't think he wanted to come for just the the one day firefight. Event. Yeah, I get you. So, uh, do you guys have a scene up there playing firefight? We do. We uh, Thursday nights we'll normally have. Uh, we've had up to three tables uh, cool. with, uh, with a few people watching, and then you know some nights it's only one table, but like two or three people hanging out. And
1: and for context, what are we like? Is it a forty k? I mean, is it like a science fiction? Is that like the, the? Is that very popular in your area? Like you have a lot of forty key players and, and, uh, yeah, we infinity or whatever else. Yeah,
7: we we do have a small infinity crowd, and then we have uh, some forty k players, uh, but they're normally on Saturdays, I think. Saturdays or Sundays, um, and they. And that's Comic Zone. You guys play at? what What do you guys... No, Comic Kingdom?
1: Comic Kingdom. I was close. Yeah, Comic Kingdom. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's, got a it's good, great. Good yeah, store.
7: Yeah, it's. I mean. Almost every night of the week, there's something being played. And Cody goes out, Cody bends over backwards to make it a very easy to play at shop.
1: That's good. Yeah. Well, what you want is a place that supports you, but a place that you can spend your money at. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Well, and that's, it's really nice because he, you know, he he has comics, he has miniature gaming, he has board gaming, he has card gaming. So it's really, if you're interested in something,
1: He's got something for you.
7: Yeah, you will find something. And, you know, uh, yeah, people come in and they they come to play games and they go, oh, you have, you know, old issues of XYZ and, you know, of X-Men 2099. And they Mm -hmm. start sorting through it and go, oh, I'm missing these issues. This is great. Exactly. So. Well, it's a
1: bummer that Zach's not here, but. That's okay. It, 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 other opportunities for other people,
7: right? Other opportunities for other people, because you got Nick's brother Nate, right? Is with you guys? We have we have Nate here for the first time. Uh, we have uh, Danny here for the first time. Yeah. Um. From California, we you got
1: Mike Grant coming, and mm-hmm. is that it?
7: Uh. So we have Mike coming. We have Brenton is. Oh, here. Brenton. Duh. I, yeah. Of course, Brenton's here. Uh. And then uh, I'm just I'm blanking on his name right now. But we have another guy from, I believe, from San Francisco, who has come up, uh, and he is he's hanging out with us. Um, why am I? Uh, ben Ben Weiser. Gotcha. So we have we have Mike Grant, Ben Weiser, Brenton uh, from California, and then from Reno we have Nick and Nate Murray, uh, Blake, Danny, and myself. That's great. So it's a
1: good turnout. Yeah.
7: It's it's been fantastic. Yeah, we had we had a few drops, unfortunately. Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy. one of them, yeah. Um. You know, So it was it was actually balanced four and four, California, re- right. Nevada, kind of crew for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, we, we had a few drops and we had to go down the list. Uh,
1: it four. is what it is. You know, it's, it's every Masters you have to do that, right? I mean, let's be frank, West Coast used to only have like two people show up. and We'd have to have six mercs. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that you guys are pulling a full team now and you probably have other players that, if, you know, potentially, yeah. I mean, when you had a drop, you, you filled it in-house. You didn't have to go out of region and ask for a merc. So it's you know it's a nice thing that I don't think any well no you you're not but I think there are some regions that do have mercs because there's a few people that are playing huh. so uh, yeah so that's interesting
7: yeah it's, it was it was great because even when we went down I think we went down we had three or four people turn it down uh, well it's an expense it's a time commitment it's a lot of stuff right oh yeah absolutely and that's you know I I understand I a part of me was like man do I really want to be out, you know, away from my home for a few days and things like that. But ultimately, I I did enjoy it last year, so I figured I'd come back. Yeah. Um, but you know, even going down the list for people, we were still picking up people who have been out to out of region or out of out of Reno tournaments. You know, two or three out of Reno tournaments. Well, I think now when we had the guys from Texas
1: on Jeff Radick, and he was like, to make our team, you, you got to almost win two events. You know, and I'm assuming it's the same way with you guys. Like, you got the the people on the team are people that go to events and play and finish well. And you're not just going to play like a couple events and, and, and hope to make the team.
7: You gotta like, you gotta you gotta put an effort in, right? Well, and I think because like Nate was uh, was originally on the team, and I th- I can't remember if it was Jeremy or, or someone else who dropped, right? Um, but he got given the slot. Well, he was already talking about coming to best the rest, right? So it wasn't even. A big deal. It was just like, oh, I just got. I'm just playing
1: it. in a different tournament there. Yeah. yeah. So,
7: yeah, just just fantastic that um, the the West region has a lot of people who we we move around. We go to different events. Mm-hmm. We're trying to stay, you know, and between California and Nevada, like we are we constantly are exchanging people you know it's constantly oh we're running a tournament four people come down oh we're doing it you know five people come up and you're right by the pacific northwest too like
1: with mm-hmm. portland and seattle and stuff i mean you're not right next to it but you know what i mean it's not terrible to to go to the her and vice versa yep
7: yep and and dan is a fantastic host if you have any
1: dan wright is an amazing human being right yep. yeah Absolutely. i'm a big fan of dan big dan as i used to call him big big dan fan exactly <laughs> there you go that's a good one <laughs> But, yeah, I, hopefully he's in a good mood when he shows up at some point. I guess he might be just going right to the hotel. I'm not 100% sure. But, you know, standing on the side of the 80 freeway is probably not where I would want to be on a Friday night. But Well, at least it's no longer raining.
7: It was, it was oh,
1: down for a while. I, I went outside to help one of my club, the guys from the area, like bringing stuff in. I got so, like, my shirt is still wet. It's like, God, Lee, I didn't know it rained like that in Omaha. I yeah. mean, I guess it's how the corn grows. You got to have some rain.
7: Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's crazy looking out and seeing all the all the green, all the farmland, all that stuff. Obviously, not something we're used to in no, Nevada. No, you got
1: another army in you. What's next? You got an, you already thinking about it?
7: Oh, I was, I've been talking with a few people about it. There's a, I have a, I have a Google Docs of just the a themes, right, ideas, of ideas, okay. and where I'm going next. And it's tough, you know. The new new Northern Alliance stuff is really neat. Um, elves have always occupied a, a spot in my heart, and you know, now with Twilight Kin being kind of pulled temporarily, I might look at either elves or Sylvan Kin. Or Sylvankin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we're talking about Abyssal Dwarves and doing just the traditional color scheme. And a part of me is like, yeah, that'd be.
1: I always like it. Like, okay, I, I paint a cool colored schemed army, and then now you can lean into a warm color scheme and just do something. You know, especially like historically, I used to do a lot of warm stuff, and now it's like, oh, it's funded. Like, oh, I'm gonna do a cool like to mix it up and. Take it. Take yourself out of your own comfort zone and try something, you know, a different scheme. And to your said, like, do what we expect, but do it to a high level. We don't see coming, right? That's the the
7: fun the fun part. You know, and a part of me like my Alice in Wonderland stuff. Um, I think I'll you know I'll be adding pieces to for a while now, just because that's like a fun project kind of arm. Absolutely, that, like, I just enjoy having. So like, I found a really neat white rabbit model that has like a golden clock. Then I. Put it on a twenty mil, and I'm just like, ah, it's there. I don't know what I'm going to use it as. No, but you got the model. But that's I got cool. it there. It's painted. You know. Yeah, that's cool. Fits. And so, yeah, there's, I mean, God, there's just so much. There's so much good stuff, and then with three D printing, there's so many good options. Um, what are some of your favorite? I mean, I'm assuming you back like a million Patreons. I spend too much money on Patreons every. Yeah. Time. So, what are some of your favorite companies? I love Dragon Trappers Lodge. Dragon Trappers Lodge. Dragon Trappers Lodge.
1: Okay, and what do they make? Like, what's their like? How would you do? What's the elevator pitch for them?
7: So they normally do one or two or three dragons of different themes, and then they have uh, models that kind of go with it. So, for instance, my forces of nature, uh, the forest shamblers, which are all very, they're they're very flowery kind of vines and flowers and big leaves so they're not the traditional wood Mm -hmm. they were from kind of a fey petals set so the dragon was a was a foresty dragon with leaves and that's cool like that and had there was a big fey queen that was all fairy wings and leaves and all that so they they do their theme sets are really neat they really kind of fit together if you're looking for for little you know literally army type stuff uh titan forge Titan Forge has been around a long time, and it's like they got good stuff. I yeah. just, even back
1: when they weren't doing STLs and they were just doing resins, like godly. You, you you can see it. You know a good sculpt when you see it.
7: Well, and they they just did they did two sets of like almost conquistador Spaniard, uh, very ornate models, and they they have like bull riders. Oh, that and sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's so neat, and I'm just like, do I
1: do I want to do Kingdoms of Men? Do I want to just do it? Well, Kingdoms of Men is, like, the perfect figure agnostic army. They don't make the models. There's really no expectation, like, of what we should what it should look like. I mean, I guess you could argue it's, like, the it's the historical p- proxy. But, I mean, I, I have a half-men army that's halflings that are not halflings that are Kingdoms of Men. It's, you could do all kinds of crazy stuff. And Kingdoms of Men is a list that has so much list variety. There's so many different units, you know,
7: and... Yeah, there's a lot. I mean,
1: pretty much any kind of infantry you can come up with, they're in the list.
7: Yeah, and then um, the the final one I'll kind of mention here: uh, one page rules. <laughs> Absolutely. And then did you listen to our episode with the STL about STL, the Vault? We had the
1: community manager from OPR, who is a huge Kings of War player.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was so hyped to hear it. Like that's it's great. Like just well, they make good stuff. They have cool
1: models, and like I think their point, a lot of their points is, man, you can get available now from those patrons and those subscriptions. Like $10 a month or whatever it is. Like, you're getting so much stuff. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Like,
7: more than you'll ever possibly use in your lifetime. I have, I have six terabytes of files right now. Oh, I have geez. it backed up to an... Ex-
1: uh, you know, at what point do we just... Is, is, are we ever going to get to a point where you have enough? Or is it always <laughs> just like, the? F- it's always new. I want the new, new, new.
7: I think I've only printed about 10 or 15% of my files for myself. But what's nice is that when people are like, so I was thinking about doing X, Y, Z, and I'm like, talk to me about theme. Talk to me about what you want well, to do. Well, how do you like. know? Like, do you just know what's in there? Like, what's the, how do you index it? Like, I- So I index the, the pictures. Okay. Um, by company and then by line. And then I kind of I flip through them to get ideas because what I'll normally do is th- a lot of the companies will do a monthly release snapshot. So it's like all the stuff for that month. Right. And then I'll and d- that goes in the folder with the d- stuff. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So I can I can flip through those snapshots and go, oh, you know, this month they did do an Egyptian kind of EOD thing, or oh, you're looking for you're looking for underwater stuff. All right. Well, let me flip through some steampunk stuff, some underwater stuff. Right. Some, you know, and then finally That's get impressive. to and then I'll, I'll throw. Pictures at people on Facebook or on Discord or whatever, and be like, "All right, what do you think of these? Oh, you like this one specifically? All right, let me narrow in on that one." And we we end up coming up with you know themes that help people kind of put them together. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I I do a lot of printing for the local area, and then I'll sometimes ship to some people who you know know to contact me. Well, the thing is,
1: we were talking about this earlier, like. I don't have a printer. I'm not going to buy a printer. There's too many people that have a printer.
7: I don't need to buy a printer, and I also don't have time for another hobby. Yeah, and that is it is a hundred percent a hobby in and of itself. Like I, I have to do maintenance on it. I have to clean it. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into cleaning the models when they come out um, to get like that liquid resin off, which is kind mm-hmm. of toxic. So uh, you yeah. have to wear uh, PPE protective equipment, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. And my wife sometimes complains about the smell, but you know. It's well, the Michigan guys are Southeast Michigan guys are using that plant-based
1: stuff now, which is supposed to—I have no idea how effective it is—but they're like it doesn't have the smell and it's not quite as toxic. So,
7: you know, Blake has played around with uh, like there's flexible resin now. Blake Robertson. Blake Robertson. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if you drop them, very, very impact ones, resistant. Yeah, it won't mm-hmm. shatter. I've I've had ones where I printed where the the sword or the spear you could build it bend almost in half.
1: That's pretty cool. And
7: it was, um, so there's there's trade-offs. I mean, I have it. I've been using the same resin for years now. Uh, it's the Epoxy Hard. That, you know, but it, but you know how it performs. I have it toned, so it. you don't have to like. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like a paint, right? Like if
1: you know how to paint red with the Reaper Range or Monument, whatever it is, you're like, that's my go-to. I don't want to relearn it. Right. Yeah.
7: Yeah. So that's yeah. That's the thing for me. Is like all of the settings are locked in. I have them recorded. I I know exactly how it's going to work if it's thirty degrees out, if it's ninety degrees out. Absolutely. The printer is tilted slightly. Whole nine yards. So I leave I leave the testing of other resins to Blake other, and Zach. Yeah, other nut Other jobs. people in town. So Sean,
1: thanks for chatting buddy.
7: <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll go get some food and keep it, talking. Exactly. Just off the record.
0: Exactly. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on countercharge. and is licensed under Creative Commons.